Howdy, partners, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where today my friends and I will be playing Deadlands, the weird, wild west from Savage Worlds. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is called Things from the Dark, a tale of blood, gold, and greed on the rails. It was written by Jason Melnichok, and he is our game marshal. This is episode two. Our recap will be given by me as my character, Willard Sanson. So, without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> my dear Aunt Jenny, I hope this letter finds you in good health. The state of your health is of great concern to me, and I continue to search for a way to reduce your fear and anxiety. I'm currently in Texas, following the Bayou Vermilion Line. I have engaged a number of traveling companions who seem a bit unusual and are worthy of mindful observation. One is a scientist who manages quite well in a pinch and has a strange goop-shooting gun, a regular hellstrom, this one is, goes by the surname Pickett. There is uh, also a man I highly suspect is a huckster. Though, so far, he seems charming and straightforward. But you know how them people can be, charming and tricky. He goes by the name of Castain. Then there's a preacher man, the Reverend Jebediah Blackwood, severe and upright and positively glowing with the power of the Lord. He helped us rescue a Chinese washwoman from an angry mob. Once we arrived at the railhead, we were all conscripted as gods to ride the train and keep it safe. The railroad is desperately is desperate to hire who they can. Seems like there are less and less people available for them to exploit as workers. Potential employees are disappearing from the landscape with no reasonable explanation. We are fearful of sabotage as the train is carrying some precious cargo. You should see the armored car like a ghost steel fortress with no windows locked up airtight. A drunken lieutenant told me it was filled with gold, but I think it's something far more grave. Something those Bayou Vermilion folks dug up and are using to their advantage. I am doing well and I am training my eyes ahead of me. I hope to see you again soon. Your nephew, Willard Sanford. All right, so it is now November 4th, 1878. After a couple weeks on the rails, the players find themselves at the bottom of a gulch. So with the train now sitting at the bottom of an 80-foot gulch, after spiraling down, bouncing and shattering sandstone buttes, which absorbed some of the impact, the train now rests in a smoking wreck across dozens of acres. The stench of a ghost rock boiler cooking on overdrive as the posses find themselves slipping in and out of consciousness. You all find yourself together staring across a strange landscape, shattered islands, jagged outcroppings, burnt out husks of automatons and great war machines lie scattered on the battlefield. Hundreds and hundreds of dead bodies litter this war zone. Many of them dressed in red, all dressed in, all of them in red head to toe. The thundering of Gatling guns makes it nearly impossible to hear, yet somehow sound catches all of your attention, 
whistling. Yeah, somebody's whistling, but it can't be. It's so, so loud. It's, it's, it's almost deafening. And then a blinding green light pushes you back to reality. The, you fade in and out of consciousness. You're brought back by an earth-shattering explosion that peppers the walls of, with an assortment of holes through the upturned train car. The screams of the wounded passengers, the sounds of wind and rain starting, the stench of decomposing flesh fills your nostrils. Gunfire and voices of many men can be heard from outside, calling out to the Virgin Mary in, in Spanish. Shock and terror can be heard in their quivering voices, and Gatling fire can be heard and then silenced. Uh, the party checks themselves for broken bones, reaches for their weapons in the train car now lying on its side. Numerous holes splinter the cart, and zombies can be seen outside. Uh, David, you are thrown from the train during the descent since you are hanging on the outside, and you're about 15, 20 yards away looking at the scene. And from the train car, you you especially see this this comes climbing out of the train car and is tearing apart the caboose conductors well we were speculating about what was in that ghost steel car now i guess i know now let me set the scene and we have a little bit of mechanics to do but from especially from the reverend's position the train car is, as you would picture it, um, littered uh, down in this gulch. If you look around, there's 80-foot walls surrounding you. It's a sandy, wet, and muddy river, dry, nearly dried-up river that extends for a couple miles in either direction. Now, there are Mexican banditos firing into zombies. There's these hideous bald creatures climbing up out of the overturned car screams could be heard from the caboose uh of the guards as their guns were silenced and everybody has three bennies to start there was a couple bonus bennies given out pre-game uh david was awarded two extra bennies for an offline uh, little quiz like little thing we had going on and now you all need to pick your adventure card deck for the new one um this time i'm going to start at the bottom and do a reverse last time i started at the top reverend just tell me where you want me to pick from or count off however you want to do it yeah uh, you're on mute do a little mirror version let's see can you pick something right about here on yours am i right here uh more to your left there we go yeah. take that in oh yeah that right. was good arcane spike a character with an arcane background may cast any power available in the setting regardless of rank one time use only so you could go through the book and cast any spell it doesn't even have to be from your priestly background it says any spell in the book and you can look in the other book too also that's a good so card yeah, when you when you play this card at any time, you can cast any spell. And uh, 
I'm going to give it to you for, you're not even going to have to spend PowerPoints on it. Fantastic. All right, next would be Zach. Oh, let's go to your extreme right. All the way. All right. Lucky break. Play this card to com to completely negate the damage from one successful attack to one character. So you can play this to cancel out any damage a character is going to take, whether it's yourself or yeah, for any other character you choose. Do they have to be within my line of sight or just? Well, you would have to know that it's taking place. No, not really, I guess. Anytime somebody's going to take damage during this this session, you play that card and it'll negate their damage. Nice. Uh, Roland? I'll take the seventh from the top. Two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Second wind, your hero instantly recovers up to two wounds and all fatigue sustained in this combat. If if shaken, they are also unshaken. Nice, because I have next to no vigor, so nice. I'm gonna need <laughs> Miss Esther Pickett. Uh second from the left, please. Okay. Angry mob. A mob of angry locals, about two per hero, join in the fight. Whether they are a friend or a foe depends on the situation. So anytime you play this, extras, maybe people from the train or wherever else, come to defend the player characters or defend you specifically. Cool. Which is actually pretty cool. And last but not least, Willa. How many cards are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on here. I just pulled part of the deck out. Uh, the fifth card from the left. Alrighty. Oh. <laughs> you got a special card. It just looks blurry uh, to me. <laughs> it said, oh, sorry. Destiny's Child, you gain a new background edge. Requirement, novice. Your hero is favored by Destiny. She draws or he draws and plays an additional adventure card each game session forever. So now you get to do two cards. So pick one more. Because that'll count. So that's, that's the special power as I get two adventure cards each time? Forever now, yep. Cool. Um, third from the left. What if it's another one of those? <laughs> Dark bargain. Play after contact with it with an arcane force or strange incident. Draw an adventure card immediately and increase the number you may now play. Wow. You may now play by what? So now you can now, oh, but you gain the bad luck hindrance if you choose to do it. So you could pick three cards every game now. If you, it's kind of, but you get the bad luck hindrance. If I pick the third card, I get the bad luck hindrance? Yes. If you, well, you got to, this will come into play. It's, it's striking a dark bargain. So it would, we could play it into the game somehow. Okay. Or if you want to just completely pick a new card, then you're already getting. No, 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 no. Forever. I'll go with what fate. Oh, has yeah. Given me. All right. 
All right. So got you there with that. These are good for now. But just one more time of what everybody said. You started to read the card, and then you went, oh, and then you <laughs> got excited. All right, let me, I'll read it. Sorry. really read it. Play, play after contact with an arcane force or a strange incident. Draw an adventure card immediately and increase the number you may draw and play by one forever. Gain the bad luck hindrance. Discard okay. or and with and you can you can get this card again. It's okay. So I have a oh. weird encounter. I get an adventure card. I then get three. Well, this this is basically the, the weird encounter with the Nosferatu and the zombies. Now you'll be able to pick three adventure cards, but right down on your hindrances, bad luck. Right. So something bad's gonna, you know, because of all the boons, you gotta have fate wants to even out. Right. Makes sense. All right. So now, holy shit. <laughs> the scene is set with the cars all strung, some upright, some on their side, some completely turned over. So the caboose and this, the ghost steel car is laying up on top of the caboose at an angle with a door on the top. The explosion that rocked you all back to the world was the Mexican banditos setting off a ghost bomb to blow the doors off it, thinking they were going to get gold. And they got literally jumped by Nosferatu and zombies. Uh, Reverend Jebediah sees multiple, maybe 20, 25, 30 zombies climbing out of the cart. And at least two Nosferatu who immediately leapt over the top and jumped onto the, the caboose guards, the ones that you had the dealings with last time. And by the silent... The silencing of their rapid-fire weapons, you think the Nasratu got to them before they got to the, 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 the creatures. Now, I Question. am going to deal out... Yes. Is it nighttime or daytime? It is right before dawn, luckily for you guys. But there's all of a sudden, out of the blue, it's been thunder, lightning, and storm. Okay. So it was beautiful, dry desert weather, but something has brought a storm upon. Well, obviously the Nosferatu don't want to be exposed to the sun, so. Now, if you want to make a, uh, anybody wants to make a common knowledge roll with a success? Sure. You're on mute, Roland. Trying to find my dice. All right. Well, Somebody's going to pass. Seven. Common knowledge or occult also come in here as well? You can, you, you, once you survey the scene and you see zombies and stuff, you can make your occult roll now. Okay, so I've got a four-sided dice for my common knowledge, and I got a four. And you got a what? I'm sorry. A four. Oh, oh it explodes roll, roll again. Four roll again. again. I got a seven. That's my total. All right, so five total. I've got a total of eight. Okay, so you can surmise you got, it's that twilight time in the morning right before the sun's starting to break. So 
normally sunshine could be beaming down in five five minutes seven minutes maybe you think it's a purplish light right in mid-morning um but there is a storm and you guys were literally on the outside of the train and it was a bright crisp clear autumn night prior to that so something is not right here uh reverend actually when you're coming to your senses can you make me a notice check please sure i do Uh, ten, uh, five. I, so you shake your head and you're laying prone on the ground and you look up and you see at the top of the mesa, you strain your eyes and you see this at the top, along with a couple other mounted horsemen staring uh, down at the train wreck. And he's doing something with his hand in the air, and you see like little licks of flame coming across, right. possibly creating the storm. You don't know. And now we're going to this train up. Didn't know what they were doing. I'm going to deal cards, and we are that'll state, you know, the initiative. So. I'm going to start at the bottom. Reverend Jebediah. Oh, Joker. Everybody gets a Benny. <laughs> this is a lucky day for the, the, the players here. Next is Zach. Ace of Diamonds. Roland. Six of Clubs. Esther Pickett. Eight of Diamonds. Uh, Mr. Willard. King of Clubs. The Zombies. Six of Diamonds. And the Nosferatu. Seven of Diamonds. I have everybody has their initiative. So they will first... The Reverend can go at any time. You can hold your actions to see what happens and interrupt at any time without any penalties or dice roll because of the Joker. Oh, everybody gets an extra Benny, too. Anytime a Joker is pulled, everybody in the party gets an additional Benny. So, oh, Reverend Jebediah, what do you do? Uh, given the uh, foul and unnatural nature of this foe, I might as well uh, start off uh, invoking the holy symbol uh, on, on this here sacred text. All right. So, make your... Um your spellcasting roll, which would be your uh, all right. your faith, your faith roll. So that's a d12 and a d6. Yes, sir. Uh, 
Uh, got a 10 out of 12. Nice. So that's a success with a raise. So any um, evil undead that wants to attack you needs to make a spirit roll at a minus four to, to attack you. And is, am I correct that that's even worse for the Nosferati? Pretty much, yes. Absolutely. That's an excellent use. Now, real quick, if you want to use multiple actions, let me know prior to making any rolls so we could calculate minuses. That was my fault for not mentioning it. Are you going to do any other actions this round? Uh, I guess I'm going to uh, also smite the Undertaker. Very good. Uh, make your same roll. Uh, I'm going to spend a Benny on that. All right. You're looking for a minimum of a four. A raise with an eight would give a plus four to the damage. I got a six and a six. And I got 13 on my mat. My bonus died. Nice. All right. So you cast a spell and you see the uh, your, your trapping is the brimstone and your gun glows and with the fire, the brimstone. And uh, you, that whole chambered round will do an additional four points of damage when you roll your damage. All right. So that's nine, that, nine full shots. Excellent. Now that finishes your turn for now. And we're going to move to the... Zach, if you wanted to do anything, or you can hold your turn for now. Um, I was doing... Uh, we chatted about... Take aiming yes. up a shot for the mm -hmm. for the two targets. So which one were you going for, the Nosferatu? Um, I'll be going for uh, wherever there are two targets, two close together. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Make your, um, your spellcasting roll. Certainly. Okay, a three on the eight and a six on the six. All right, that's enough to get it off. Now make your shooting roll. Okay, shooting. All righty. Boom, a five and a two. Four, it's all you needed. Now your damage for your weapon is with ammo whammy. So what he did was he cast ammo whammy on his bullet, and you used the skill of... Get this out. That's right here. Amawami explosive Which burst area effect. Explosive. Right on there, so, Dan. It's rotten away. And your damage for your weapon is? 2d8 down one. So roll that and add a plus two to that. Roll 2d8 plus two for the burst. Got it. Oh, that's not good. Two. Plus six, that's eight, nine, ten. Now you can spend a Benny to re-roll that if you choose, taking the higher of the two rolls if you choose to. Hmm. Can I re-roll the two for the Benny? You, no, you just re-roll the whole the whole damage. Oh, the whole thing? Let's see. Six two eight. That's almost exactly half. No, I'm not gonna do it. All right, so from somewhere down the train car, this blue 
spinning bullet whirls and blows up by two of the zombies that were climbing towards the car. And you see that they just stop in their tracks and they're like kind of disoriented and not moving. No damage was taken for by them. It didn't beat their toughness, but they are shaken. Um, so that is your round right now. All right. And uh, next on the list is with a king, right? Yes. We have Tom. A uh, Willard. Okay. Quick question before we do this. Yes. I'm looking at my uh, things. Um, quick draw. You draw two cards when spending a Benny for an additional action card at the beginning of a round. What does that mean? Action card. I don't think you have to spend a Benny for that. You, when you get a card lower than, I believe, a five, you get another additional card drawn. So if you get, if I gave you a five, four, three, two, or one, you get another card because you can never be slower than that. Okay. You're on mute. I can't hear you, Matt. That's the quick edge. I'm not. Oh, quick edge. So he has quick draw. Oh, so that's for dueling. No, I've got something for dueling. That's too. when you're doing. I've got duelist as well. That's that's for dueling. Um, this says you draw two cards when spending a Benny for an additional action card. At the beginning of a round, you may choose your final action card from any of your available choices, including additional draws from the level-headed, quick, whatever. Uh, you also right, have plus that, two draft letters. Rolls. All right, so you get a, always get a plus two to the athletics, but I was right. That is for dueling. When you're doing the typical showdown, you get additional cards to draw from when you're doing a uh, typical, you know, high noon duel. Right, because I also have duelists, which gives me two extra duel, two extra whole right, cards. Right, right. Because what you'll lay out a, a series of cards, and there's okay. no soaking in a duel. There's no you need those cards. So, so none of this actually has cards. to do with what I'm doing right now. All right. So my no. first action, uh, since I've recovered my weapons, is I'm going to aim right at one of those Nosferatu's heads and pull the trigger. Alright. Alright. Uh make uh oh Matt, you made your occult roll prior to the combat. Did you wanna say anything? You know uh, that well, no. zombies are headshots and Nosferatus are heart shots. You do know that. Okay, I don't I'll point to each one in turn. Dead guys, heads, fang guys, hearts. So I moved down. <laughs> I, so you're taking one shot or you could use two actions and two short shots, minus two, minus four for the hard. You'd be rolling at a minus six on each. Or if you just want to do one shot, it would be to go to aim for a heart. You're going to need a minus four to your attack roll. If you want to do two shots at the heart, you'll be at a minus six. Okay, so since it's an eight-sided dice, I can't get better right. than a four unless it explodes. Explodes. Uh, um, and what if I shot it twice? 
you shoot twice, it'll be if you're shooting at the heart, it's a negative six. Okay, uh, for both of them. Correct. Okay. Um, so there's not really any way to do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and try. I'm gonna see two, if I two get shots. Yeah. All right. No. One so shot. roll your first one. One shot. One shot. All right. So you're at a negative four. All right. Um, I got uh, four on the regular dice, but I got a six on my six-sided dice. On my so it explodes. Roll it again. Both of them are just the wild card. Just a six. Just a six-sided dice. So that's a three. And add it together. So, so, so you rolled a nine. Right. Minus four. Is five. So you hit it. So you hit now roll your damage. Damage is 2d6. Six and six. Twelve. And, and they both explode. It's a six-sided iron. It, expl it explodes for, uh, for damage two. Okay. Yeah. All right. So six, six, uh, Plus one, plus one. <laughs> so, um, what so was your 14. total damage? 14 total. All right. So, it is you hit it, and the thing staggers back, and it, it's shaken. You actually didn't wound it, though, but it is shaken. And now it knows I did it. Um, Next in the chart is Miss Pickett with an eight of diamonds. What is your action? I'm going to use my card to uh, like summon a mob. You know, I've looked around, everything's a little chaotic and I'm gonna, you know, come on everyone. We can, if we just band together, we can, we can, we can take these guys down and try to gather as many people around. Nice, all right, so you, all right. So what you do, you look up or you climb out and look out of one of the windows of the cart and you see the kitchen lady who is so sweet to you guys. Remember the old, the old mm -hmm. African-American mm -hmm. lady and she's there and she's trying to get people together and you look at, you wave your hands and she looks up at you. She pulls a meat cleaver out of her off of her belt and she goes come on folks we gotta help them and you see yeah. two, four, six, 12, 12 men plus her come charging at the zombies picking up and i'm gonna like relay what weapon. roland said go for the heads go for the heads so we're you see them all charging in and she's roll, walking over Ooh. So four. All right, so you see them all come run over and they get into the fray. Now you see the, the Mexicans shooting the zombies. You see these people swinging. She actually takes her meat cleaver and she swings. She aced three times. She catches one of the zombies in the back of the head and the thing drops like a sack of shit to the ground. 
and they they start cheering. Next up is no. Next up is the Nosferatu. One looks at Tom at Willard, the one that you shot. Looks and it oh, starts to shake off and climbs to the top of the the caboose, and it raises his hands and screams. Make a spirit check. Will it be? Actually, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Spirit. Sorry, what are we rolling? Spirit, Spirit. check. Spirit. Spirit. I got a four out of four. You got it. A four is just a four. four. Does it blow up? No, yeah, 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 yeah. If you roll, yeah. Six Sorry. total. So everybody pass? Yeah, all right so this thing puts its claws up and there are like six seven inch claws and it screams and you feel like this coldness go over you guys and you just shake it off and the thing yells and it looks angry now the other one turns and literally ooh, you see it turn and it sinks its claws into the throat of one of the banditos and it pulls apart and its head pops off and it just dies on it. And it's, you see like the blood all over its face and it's drinking this guy's blood. And last but not least is the zombies who start slowly lumbering towards you guys, circling the train car you're in. And something weird happens. Two of them are moving quicker than the others and they pick up pistols from the, some of the dead banditos on the ground and intelligently look and spin it and cock and, and get their weapons ready and look around. Three or four of the zombies break off and start moving towards Jebediah and one of the zombies spins the gun and goes, sniffs in the air. He goes, leave the rat at the ones in the car. And those zombies turn back around and start moving towards the car with the main player characters in it. We are at the top of the round. I'm, I'm going, going to shuffle action. and we got... Oh, shit. I always do... I am so sorry, man. With the uh, six I, of clubs. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, man. I, I also rolled a three on that check, on that spirit check. Oh, you did? Do you want to spend a Benny to... Uh... If Do now you out? have fear, you're going to have to roll on the fear table. Oh, I'm spending that, Benny. Yeah. Okay. I'm not having that shit. So. Uh, that's better. I've got a five now. You got a five. All right, so you pass that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my action, I'm going to hold, so I'm going to carry the card over to the next round and then go whenever I like. You want to hold your action? Yeah. All right. Excellent. I will shuffle these up and we will, I'll divvy out a whole set of cards for initiative. Now the zombies are moving closer, but the uh, impromptu party that came up kind of impeded their movement towards your, uh, your, the player's location. Uh, Reverend Jebediah, six of spades.
seven of spades for Zach. Ten of diamonds for, Ro oh no, Roland has it. Esther, ten of diamonds. Willard, three of hearts, but you have quickness, so you now have a queen of diamonds. And that is everyone. And now for the zombies of four. Ten of spades, and for something not seen, king of hearts. So that looks like the king goes first. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my hold to jump in front of that if I can. Yeah, absolutely. Right, I'm gonna cast protection on everyone and throw a whole load of the extra modifiers on it. So I'm going to bring up the power. Additional recipients, uh, so in addition to me, there are four other recipients, us four, so that's going to be taking it up to five power points. More armor, that takes it up to six, and toughness instead of armor takes it up to eight. Nice. So just keep track of your power. No. That is a five. All right, so that's a success without the raise. So it goes off for everybody with the plus two, right? Yep. Uh, protection instead instead gives um, instead of armor, it gives toughness. So you don't have to worry about oh. anything being armor piercing, bypassing it. Uh, so they will get uh, four points of extra toughness. There you go. So and everybody that lasts for five this rounds. For the next five rounds on your toughness, you have an additional five points? Uh, four. Four points, that's very good. All right, so now, from the other side of the canyon, striking down towards that Nosferatu that was up screaming, trying to intimidate and All right, let's see what the damage is for this. A bright pink bullet streaks through the sky on the, uh, remember you had the, the, the undead guy up on the thing. From the other side, a bright pink line traces through and blasts through the chest of the Nosferatu, knocking it down back off the car out of, out of the line of sight. And it looks like it's chest blew up as it as it hit now who that was or why that shot came you're not sure very similar to a shot that you saw coming down from the other side of what happened i was just like you done robbed me of my prey oh <laughs> um and then we go to the character order now so we have uh willard with the queen of diamonds what would you do? You have now. You see a multitude of zombies encircling. I uh, essentially the cart that you guys are standing on top of. I could I could see that uh, there were a number of Gatlin weapons that had uh, fallen over there by that Nosferatu thing. Mm -hmm. I want to uh, 
see if I can leap down and uh, grab one of those. Especially, I'd like a, the shot, the, what is it, Gatlin shotgun? Gatlin rifle. rifle. Gatlin rifle. But I'll take a so Gatlin make gun. An make an athletics uh, check with a plus two. Uh, that is a five on a four-sided dice. So that explodes. Sorry, say it again. I've, it's a four-sided yeah. dice, but I got a five, so it explodes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there a plus two on that one as well? It's just a total plus two at the end. Okay, okay. So five. So you got seven, a four plus seven, seven points on my athletics. All right. So you're on top of the overturned car, and you see that that Nosferatu get hit in the chest. You take a running leap, and you jump across the cart and land on top of the, the ghost steel one and run up to the top. Right. What you see at the bottom is one Nosferatu down, eating or drinking or feasting on it, and there's four dead guards laying on the ground there, and it looks up to you like that. Okay. You want to take an additional action because you didn't know. Um, I think I will. So, in well, other words, it's down on the caboose, and you're standing up there with your gun in your hand. And it's 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 eating. Huh? Um, yeah. I'm going to try and make it to a gun before the thing comes out. You know what I mean? All right, so there of it then. You're still higher. I'm going to say you see one laying in the guy's hand, you're able to get to it. But you're going to be within melee combat of it when right. it goes to attack. I'm, I'm going to turn so that my gun is pointed right at its chest. If I can't shoot. All right. So you jump down, you grab it, and you're familiar with gathering weapons. So you rack it, and it's loaded. That That'll be your turn. All right. Next on the list, we actually have the Nosferatu. So it looks up at you and it's gonna swipe out at you at at you with its claws. Um, yeah, it hit you. So it's sweeping. <laughs> What's your toughness? Toughness, toughness. Toughness is four. Plus I'm four. Sorry. Yep. Oh, plus four, so eight. Eight. Oh, that's right, because you are go you're shaking and you're about to take two wounds. Do you wanna soak? What to soak? Yes. It it rolled a ten and a, a soak is when you spend a Benny and you make a vigor check to avoid taking damage. I would highly suggest that. Alright. I'll spend a Benny. So no. Now roll your vigor. vigor. Um, that's a four. That explodes, and a three, seven. 
seven. All right, so you will be shaken with one wound instead of two, or okay. you can choose to roll one more time. I'll I'll roll again. All right. Oh, where did it go? Oh, I got a four again, and a two, so six. Oh, the four explodes. So roll the four again. I did. I did. Are you rolled? Uh, did you roll your um, your wild die with Actually, that? I didn't. Either one of those. So roll it again for the first one. All right. First one. Well, now I've got one and one. <laughs> one and a one? Yeah. All right. So you have one, one wound and you are shaken. When shaken, you... Oops. Benny now because you've already used your actions. I think I lost you there for a minute. Uh, hearing me or what I said? I, I lost everybody. It says my oh, internet I, connection is unstable. So you are shaken with one wound right now. Now you can shake unshake at any time with a Benny, but there's no sense in spending it now because you can try to unshake at the top of your next turn. All right. You have this thing shredded your chest. You got your clothes and you're bleeding from the from the nails okay. across your chest. Um, next is a Miss Pickett with a ten of diamonds. Okay. Um, I am going to like uh, Esther's mechanical arm starts to kind of glow with the ghost rock within, and she makes some hand motions, and she's going to cast deflection and spin the power points to protect everyone so everyone will be shielded um let's nice hopefully anyway hopefully yeah make your weird science roll yes yes Ooh, that's an explosion all right let's see nice Ooh, uh, that's 14 so uh, that's a raise and i'll spend the power points to protect everyone so with a raise foes must subtract four from their attack rolls directed at anyone in this party. Perfect. Thanks. You guys needed that. Excellent. Now we'll we'll move on to David. No, to uh, Zach. All right. Well, since they are getting closer. And they don't seem to be responding to the damage from uh, regular blasts. Time to do a little uh, different type of style. I am a two-gun kind of guy. And I got a little bit of uh, ghost rounds here, so let's rock it. Nice. You come running up, and you just start unloading on them. Roll... Uh your first attack, which would be your shooting and your wild die. All right. Now that's shooting or hex slinging. Are you using spells or are you just shooting regular guns with the ghost bullets? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm shooting spells because I realize regular okay. damage isn't affecting them. So I'm using ghost rounds, which are going to rip through whatever is protecting them. I So roll to 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 enchant your weapon and then you do a shooting roll. Got it. Okay. Oh, there's a four. Is that enough? 
Yeah, yeah. Target number is a four. Whew. So you come running up and you cast it and both of your weapons and you see this guy running up and his weapons describe your choppings. How does your weapons glow again? Oh, they're for ghost rounds. They're going to just be uh, whirling with uh, oh, kind of smoke. kind of a light blue sort of uh, ethereal smoke that kind of gets faster and faster and zips on out per round. So now roll two shootings attacks and with a minus two to the roll got it all right there is a four and a two so that's nothing that's not enough or i could do no. a binny now you can re-roll right so i'm gonna do one binny to re-roll that first there okay oh god five and a three so right. that's also it minus two that <laughs> Yeah. All right. Things so then the other roll your second shot. This the other handgun. Oh my god! It's the same thing again. A four and a two. <laughs> you could spend a Benny. Spend another Benny if you want. It's up to you. Okay. I will try one. Uh, one, two, three, okay. four. So okay. that'll be that's okay. So here we go. Let's try. It. Come on. There we go. A six. Ooh, an explosion. And another six and nice. a five. So 12, 17. Perfect. You hit this thing dead in the head. Roll damage. Alrighty, damage. This is 2d6 plus one. Uh, 10, 11, 11 points. And it's ghost bullet, ghost round damage. Yeah, and I think it's plus four for that. So what did you do? Your total? Uh, the total is, uh, let's see, six. Uh, four, one, eleven. Plus, plus, oh, is it? You you drop this thing. You come up and you run, boom! And this blue whirling bullet takes off one of the zombies' heads and it drops. Now you see the uh, the banditos start to come to their senses, and they start firing back into the zombies. One hits, two hits, oh, three hits. All right, now we got All right, boom, you see another zombie hit the ground. Another zombie hits the ground. And another. So there, bah, 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 there's, a, there's a bunch of them. And now, if you guys look around, you see ri rising up a couple, like two of the dead uh, Mexican banditos rise up from the ground as zombies. Ones that were killed in the initial attack. And I believe that's all the player characters. No, sir. Got their turns. Oh, Reverend. Yeah. There we go. Yep, your turn. I'm sorry. No, not not to worry. All right, what do you do? I'm going to hold the good book high in my right hand and point the undertaker with my left and walk toward the carnage calmly and take two shots at these uh, foul beasts. All right, roll your shooting dice. Uh, I'm going to spend a penny on that, a three and a one. That's a six. Oh. Uh, 
Well, exploded. It only gave me a seven. Uh, that's enough to hit. Roll your massive hand cannon damage there. All right, 2d8 uh, plus four for the smite. Smite. Isn't it 2d8 plus one, I believe? Plus four. Was it plus one? I should... Don't it have that right. I could be wrong. Oh, no, it's 2d8. You're right, you're right. Oh, seven plus four, 11 damage for that shot. 11, that's enough to do it. You you walk up to the thing and you blow its head off and viscera flies out. You want to roll for your second shot? Indeed. Oh, uh, I got a, I got a, my highest is a six. Should I re-roll that? Uh, yeah, because you're going for a headshot, so yeah, I would. Okay, that, I get to re-roll. Okay, that's a 10. Nice, you got it. Roll damage. 1d8 is 5, 2d8 is 7, plus 4 is 11 again. Boom, drop this thing. So you took you walk up all calm and collected with a good book raised and you boom boom and you drop two of them. Well, we're gonna go back to the top of the initial oh, two initiative. We have a, for the Reverend nine. Oh, that's everybody, correct? Yeah. Alright, so the Reverend has a nine. And for Zach, we have a five of hearts. For Roland, King of Hearts. Miss S. Pickett, Jack of Spades. And for Willard, King of Spades. For the person chewing the pink bullets, for the zombies, and for the Nosferatu. Ooh, right. Uh, Willard gets his luck there. So we're going to start off with the King of Spades, which would be Mr. Willard. You're on mute. You're on mute. If I've got that rifle pointed right at the thing's chest, I'm going to fire. And does that, that gives Roll, out two bursts? Uh, three shots, I believe. Roll, roll your shooting. Shooting. Oh, uh, let's see. That's a three. That's a miss. Um, that's two fours and uh, five. I'll see. It's the old. Wait, ones. you're uh, closer. What say one? Almost point blank. Yeah, let me nothing higher than a five. I'm wounded, so I there's a rate of fire too. Um so you wanna re-roll that? Uh Sabini. Yes. Yeah. I'll re-roll. Try I, again. 
Just roll one. Yeah, roll twice. Oh, that time I got a six. Nice. Four. So that's a ten. The six explodes. Perfect. Now roll for your second one. Um, that time the uh, wild card exploded. Uh, wild card got a ten total. Perfect. So you're getting two hits. Uh, roll two d eight. Um, twelve on the first roll. Oh wait. wow! Wait, is that two d eight? For, per bullet and right? add them together right the first shot was 2d8 and then since you made a successful hit on the heart you can add four to that so that's 16 and then roll the second and five so 12 how much uh seven and five one? All right, so you take this thing and you press it and it starts whirling the barrel. It looks similar to what I have right behind yeah. my head here. And you rip this thing to shreds. Like it's dead, it's done. You, It's chest explodes all over the place. And it drops like a sack in front of you. Okay. That's the only one for there. Um, And that's your turn there. And you standing up and just blow the hell out of this thing. Next in this chart, we have the King of Hearts for Mr. Roland Casting. Want to on mute? Yeah, one remember to come off. <laughs> uh, are there any Nosferatu left? Do not see any Nosferatu. You still see a good, probably on a quick glance, about 20, 19, 20 zombies. Okay. Um, any of those zombies were ones that were talking earlier? There are two of them, and they have pistols, and they're looking for targets now, and they've been firing into the crowd of the Mexicans and the... Right. I will launch a bolt at the nearest one, assuming they're within range. Oh yeah, everybody's in, you're all like piled or they're all piled around the train cars. Right. So make your spell casting. I will spend the extra two uh, power points on it to increase damage. So it would be three d six, right? Four d six with a raise. Yes, and I rolled a ten on my spell cast die. Nice. So you got a raise. 19. So it's four. Nineteen to oh, hit or nineteen damage. Uh, 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 19 to hit minus the four for targeting the head, so goes down to a 15. I am still gonna give you a Benny for making such a crazy roll on that. Yay. All right, and now roll 4d6 damage. Come on. And they explode also if you get sixes. Oh, yes. All right, come on, give me something good. I did get one six. And you add the whole lot together, yeah? So that's five, five, seven, and four puts me on 21. You you got them. Yeah, describe uh, how you take the zombie out. How does your uh, trappings look for your bolt? Right, out comes uh, 
almost just as if it slides out from under the sleeve, a single card that then flicks across the air, cutting like a kind of like a knife, that as it flies, it starts to sparkle and turn into a rectangle of light that then just slices straight through, uh, straight through his brain, right between the eyes. Nice. And it drops like a rock to the ground. Um, next up is Miss Pickett with the Jack of Oh, you're on mute. <laughs> I will. I see that the, the talking zombies don't give me a good feeling. So I'm going to take a shot, shot at the other one. <clears throat> Which one are you going to use? Bolt. 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 Okay, excellent. So roll. Oh, I'm going to spend a Benny. That was, that was not successful. Um, eight but minus four so it's just four but that's a regular success correct it's just four it. is what you need yeah okay cool so it'll be the just the just the 2d6 damage all right uh, roll ooh, that. oh my god D double sixes double so nice 12 oh but, oh no but only one of them explodes because it's the oh. okay uh 10 damage Oh, I oh no, it isn't. It isn't. Uh, it's 14. It's 14. So you, you pull and describe to us how you end the miserable right. existence of this intelligent zombie. The, the acid gun strikes again, taking a shot right at the head, and it just melts, just disintegrates off of his body. Nice. So this thing just, you see the flesh and everything ooze down and it convulses and drops to the floor. Uh, David, with a nine, you get Yes, sir. Uh, what are them uh, Stormbringers up on the ridge doing? The guy up on the ridge, you see his hand swirling and there's like, it looks almost like a little cloud around his hand and as you look at that just coincidentally maybe the thunder seems to, to rattle through the sky and you're pretty damn sure that he's doing this and this is a single individual on horseback correct uh, i have a feeling that the community is taking care of these here foul uh earth dwellers i'm going to advance on uh, the Stormbringer and have a, well, have a shot at him he's He's up at the top of that 80-foot gulch looking down. So you could take a long-range shot at him if you wish. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm gonna, again, uh, walking uh, uh, mindfully uh, in his direction. Uh, nice. What's the penalty for the range? Uh, it would be a minus four. All right. Shooting is eight, right? Yes. All right, I've got uh, eight to re-roll. Uh, so 11 minus- You rolled an eight? I rolled an eight and re-rolled it for a, a, a exploding light. Oh, I, I got, got you. A, a total of 11 on that. 
Perfect. So you are the roll two d eight damage. Four and eight, and I re-roll that eight. Nice. Two fourteen. Perfect. You walk it with a good book in your hand. You look up. You take your shot. Boom. You hit him right in the hand, and whatever he was doing, you interrupted. And all of a sudden, the sky, the rain ceases, the clouds part, and rays of sunlight start pouring. Here into comes the, the sun. Hallelujah. And you see the female Nosferatu, and then you see this. Oh, gosh. Truly unclean. The sunlight pours into the canyon. You hear an ungodly scream, and the female Nosferatu climbs out of the cart. That squid face thing jumps up and lands on the top of her head, and she seems to almost pat it lovingly, caressing it with her claws, and pulls a hood up over her head and leaps up towards the top of the canyon, 80 feet up and latches on the walls and you see that undead which the reverend would recognize and possibly willard as a harrow reach down and grab her and two other figures come out in view from the that you couldn't see they were behind, like a little bit behind they come out and throw like throw up sacks over her and pull her off and the thing looks down at you almost almost matching eyes with the reverend and then rears his, his evil-looking horse with the eyes glowing and take off. Back to the combat with the zombies down here. Um, the zombies are going at the townsfolk and the banditos back and forth. Is, isn't, isn't my five of hearts ahead of their three I and two? Sorry. Yes, it is. You do get to go. Um, we have a combat tracker we're working on. We'll have it ready for next game so I don't do this again. It's just hard keeping 15, 16 different initiative orders. No worries. Ready. Um, as you see, just since I rolled it already, um, you see about four or five of the townsfolk or the train passengers get dropped, and you see two of the Banditos fall and want three of the zombies. So there's people dropping on the battlefield left and right. And you now at this point you're up in the fray with everybody else with your gun strong. What do you want yeah. to do? Question on the uh, on the two gun shooting. Does that have to be at one target mm -hmm. or it can I be uh, like? Uh, no, no, you could split it. Dude, okay. however you like, you could split it. So this is what I like remember. To do. You guys have your action cards too. What I'd like is uh, if I see anybody that seems to be doing w well fighting against them, such as this fine group of compadres here, if there's any zombies close to them, whoever ha right, is in the most is. immediate danger, I'm going to go take two of them out. I, you remember the uh, head chef from the, the train, this beautiful old lady? She's got two zombies on her, and she's trying to desperately fend them off with a uh, with their meat cleaver. 
Oh yeah. Now, if you're going to shoot at them, I just need to know if your shooting die comes up as a one. Other than that, I only need to know if you got it. Hit. You got it. So this is going to be a hex slinging roll. Okay. So here's the first shot. Which, uh, the one, one at the on the left, okay. and a okay. So now here's a weird thing. I've I've got an explosion, but I've got a one. Does that one supersede my explosion? Which one had a one? Is it your wild die or your shooting die? My wild die got a one, and my okay, shooting die's got an eight. Okay. So that roll your shooting die again? Okay. Oh, shooting die again. Just the eight? Just the yeah. eight? Because it exploded. Yeah. Got it. And a seven. So there's a 15. <clears throat> so you hit this. Now roll your damage, gotcha. which would be what, 2d6? Uh, yeah, this will be 2d6 plus 1, but it's also got the, the ghost round. That's the hexling. Plus 4. That's, or I think it drops the, the armor AP. Yeah, you, this, you don't have to worry about armor on this one. Okay. So roll okay. 2d6 plus 5. Okay, so 2 plus 4 is 6 plus 1 is seven plus plus how many five plus five. four so uh, seven four so eleven so that took eleven rounds into that five. one Boom. Well, and then the drop other. that one now you take aim at the other all right and then the other one here goes that guy and okay all right so all right now i just rolled what you told me not to roll on both sides. Uh, a critical oh, counter? Can, can, yeah, I, I got a 1-1. One, one. Can I do a Benny at all? Nope. Not nope. on critical failures. Okay. And so both. this is what's going to happen. Both. Both. Since it's your first time, you go to, I'm not going to have your gun explode on you. What you, you go to fire, and the powder inside ignites all of the, uh, all of the bullets. And your gun just, it kind of explodes, but you don't take damage. And it's completely jammed. You're going to need yeah. somebody, a, a weird science or a mechanical person to fix it. The gun is now useless until it takes 1d4 hours of work. All right. So that's out. All good. I got one of them, though. So hopefully that yep. cook can take care of the other one. Now we're going to go to the top initiative again. So, so uh, right back with Reverend, the Reverend, Four of Clubs. Zach is a Queen of Hearts. Roland, Two of Diamonds, unfortunately. Esther Pickett, Ace of Spades. Uh, draw the action card okay uh willard what was your did i give you a card willard no i was gone for a second there i don't know if you did or not four, four of but okay. you get another jar because it's low so you're a ten of, ten of hearts 
Now, Matt, you get the next short. King of Clubs. That's better. Much better. And there is about 13 zombies left. Two, three now. Zombies that were were once Mexican um, banditos and one that was a trans person. So we're going to the top of the round with the Ace of Spades and Miss Pickett. All right. Um, so Zachariah was able to shoot one of the zombies off of our friendly chef, correct? I'll help her out with correct. the second one. Correct. Cost Miss Mabel, okay. go for the shot. Um, Roll your weird uh, seconds. Let's see. Uh, seven, but minus four, so three. I'll spend a Benny. I'll spend a Benny. Would be a three. Okay. Uh, nope. No luck. Oh, all right. So you shoot, and the thing just happens to stumble as it, and it goes past. Miss Mabel gives you a smile and she's batting it off. Next in the initiative, we have the King of Reverse Alphabetical Order, so that means David, the Reverend Jebediah. Uh, so, uh, Squid Face and her harrowed piles have all uh, disappeared over the gorge rise. Over the ridge, yep. All right, well, we still got plenty of vermin to pick off down here. Uh, I think I'll take another two shots at the undead. All right. Where's my eight? Oh, I think, I think my eight got kittened. <laughs> what do you do with it? What do you do with it, foul minx? There's more dice where them came from. <laughs> There goes more. Uh, uh, I rolled a four on my bonus die and a one from my shot. Uh, All right, so that would miss if you want to spend a Benny or you could... I think I still have out. three. Is that what you got? Uh, All right. You have... At four, so let's go with the four. You're spending one, so that will bring you down to three. Um, uh, uh, and I don't want to spend another, and I just ro rolled with a high of four. So I guess, well, I was going to take two shots, so I guess I'll take the other. Right. First one. Roll for your second shot. Dinged. There, I got my bonus die rolled and rolled again and rolled again. Nice. Uh, oh, wow. 18, 22 minus four is 18. Perseverance. A, a, Benny right, a Benny right back for you. So now you're back to Sweet. 24. You hit it. Without a doubt, you hit it. Roll your 2d8 damage. Four and 11. Oh, plus four. Nice. So, Kablau. Blow this thing's head off. You walk up and boom, and it drops. Perfect. You're thin in the ranks here. Now we got uh, Roland 
with the King of Clubs. Would it be a free action if I'm? Would it be a free action if I'm looking around to see? Uh, can I see my immediate surroundings? Oh, that's a free action. All right. Um, I'm looking to see. Just so, there's. We've been in a car. Uh, well, car crash. A train crash. Is there any twisted, sharp metal around anywhere? Oh, absolutely. Great. That's uh, that's prep for next round. Uh, I okay. might do some. Uh, I might do some carving with it. Um, is there any other immediate target around here that looks like it might, uh, as a zombie, that looks like it might be more dangerous than the others? Um, either it's arms no. or carrying anything. So it's just pot shot at one one other, really. Just the two, just the two that that were taken out seem to be the intelligent ones. Mm -hmm. So the rest okay. seem to be the typical. Start with the uh, start with the closest then. All right. How and, uh, with what? Uh, I'll start with the bolts again. I'll throw the other uh, okay. two. Uh, will you want to re-roll? I will spend a penny. All right. And I pretty much rolled exactly the same thing. So a card goes wild. Well, how many pennies do you have left? Three. All right. So do you want to spend one more or just continue? Uh, no, I'll, I'll leave it at that for the minute. Oh, with the conviction, you can add a D6 to any roll. That's for Esther. Excellent. Oh, so Does that include damage? Would okay. Anything. Any roll. Cool. Next up is Willard. And as you go to make your action, you see next to you Chestnut. And she rears up. Okay, I'm 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 trying to place myself where I am in the. Am I in the caboose? You're standing on the. Oh, you're yeah. You're on the back end of the caboose now. Where you just that's where the guard was laying when you picked up. The, right, that's the where the, the, the Nesferatu was killing. All right. So correct. Hey, and chestnut. Up next um, to you, trots chestnut. All right, I am going to go into the caboose to see if there's anything in there that I want to know about. I want to know so what's committed. I mean, I, I, it could have just been full of people, but I'm hoping that it was got something else in there. You force the door open and you see laying on the ground, mangled and cut up, but still breathing, uh, Miguel Jorge Sanchez. The the leader, the guard leader, laying on the ground with his chest cut open. I mean, okay. he's not dead, but he's hurt very badly. All right. Well, I can't do much for him. I'm not a doctor. Uh, but I'm. Is there anything else in the room? Boxes. There is books in there. 
in that room is basically just extra uh, extra ammunition for the and a cursory glance without having to sit there and search this stuff. Boxes of shells for the the weapon that you now have in your hand, mm-hmm. busted open. That gentleman laying on the floor, and a gun rack that's empty. Assuming that the other guards, wherever their bodies were laying, now would have them in their hands. Oh. I've I've actually made a mistake now that I think about this. I wasn't interested in the caboose. I was interested in the oh ghost uh, steel car. Okay, so right. If but, you wanted to, yeah. You could uh, next round. You could fly. Well, I'll 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 definitely say, grab some ammo. <laughs> okay, grab a box of shells and uh, make your way back out. And let's say you're able to climb back up onto the top of the caboose. And next round, you could. And is there, the, does it look like there's any way to help Miguel? Uh, yeah, you could. I mean, you don't have healing, right? I don't have anything like that. He's not He's, dead. But you said he's torn up. He's Miguel, I'll, I'll like send somebody. Like you have across. Uh, Miguel, I'll send somebody back for you if you can't get out of here yourself. But we're 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 doing a job and on. He these. mumbles something in Spanish. Do I have Spanish? I do have Spanish. What does he say in Spanish? My papers. My papers. He's got right. something in his hand. All right, I'm going to take the papers. You open it up, and it has um, it's military papers that put him in the Mexican government that's sided with uh, Maximilian. All right, so. You guys were under the assumption that he was a bandito. Well, wait a second. If when we thought that there was gold on board the train, Uh we would have thought that Maximilian was on our side, right? And that the banditos were the bad guys. Correct. So he was not a bandito. I'm trying to stop them in Spanish. I was trying... And then he goes back out of it. Yeah, we were all trying to stop them, buddy. We've we've done stopped them, I think. Um, I'll take his papers as proof that he wasn't a bad guy. All right. And uh, I'm going to make my way towards the ghost. Now, the top of the round goes to whoever is up on the right side of the cliff. And a shot rips down through a zombie head, dropping him with a pink bullet trail. And last but not least is the zombies who are now in engagement range with the party. So Willard is not in. It would be Esther, Roland, and then Reverend. So I'm going to roll. There's three of them coming towards Esther. We're good. They have a minus four to attack me. Yeah, so it's almost impossible unless they ace. Nope, and now the Reverend. Oh, one eight. Oh, wait, you have, hold on. The zombies get close to you, and they stop about 15 feet away, and they're clawing at the air. I totally forgot about that. He, he did ace to hit you, but he didn't get close to you because of you. Yep, exactly. 
So they're almost like a bubble. Like you, you can even see their arm, like they're pressed, like like if they're pressed up against glass, if they're face motion against something, and they're should make them easy to shoot. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna give you a plus two to you know minus four, so plus minus two total. And Undead fish in a barrel. Top of the round, a Reverend Jebediah Joker, the second of the friggin' night for him. We all get a Everybody Benny. gets a Benny. Yup. Nice. Thank you. So, everybody gets another Benny. And for Zach, five. Spades. Of spades. Roland. Ace. Oh, look at that picture, too. <laughs> Quite fitting. Miss Esther Pickett, seven of clubs, sorry. And for Willard, seven. It would be a five or six or less. So you got seven. Or I could spend and a penny. For the, correct. To right after all the cards are dealt. So I have to give the rest of the. So right, the zombies ahead. have an eight of diamonds. The mystery man has a queen of diamonds. So, in the and now, do you want to spend a bang? No. Okay, I was going to say I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, top of the round. So, the Reverend can hold his action or go at any time he chooses with the Joker. Uh, there's no. Uh, we have no visual on our uh, pink armed beneficiary up on the cliffside. So. Uh, just that pink streak that flies through the air. Although Roland can make a common knowledge check to see with a plus two to see if he remembers something. Hmm. Maybe your wanted poster friend. Yep. Well, I got three sixes in a row and two. So that's uh, six, 12, 18, 20. And I have a feeling, yeah, it's my friend that I saw I put a hand on my shoulder. And for that 20, you get a Benny. And uh, you know that uh, you remember distinctly one night drunk at a bar, uh, Dakota Slim saying, yeah, I use pink magic. The ladies love it. <laughs> and it stuck with you. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Dakota's up there somewhere. Possibly thrown from the train during the wreck. Zachary, you know that. Uh, um, all right, I so think the if I if I see the uh, shredded garments and uh, pectoral flesh of uh, Brother Sansom, perhaps I'll lay a hand upon him and provide some healing. The only issue with that is you would be you're opposite the train walking in fighting, so you have right. uh, everybody in front of you. He's on top right. of the train, which would oh yeah, and I've got this be, yeah. this barrel full of undead fish to shoot. All right, two more shots. But thank you, you for the sense. with your power, you might be able to walk through and push them back away from the train with your shield of faith that's surrounding you they're fun to shoot though too 
yeah. Go for it. Yeah. One shot or two shots? It's going to take two shots. Uh, okay. I've got uh, a total of eight for the first, minus four, so four. Four. Yeah, I'm going to give it to you because with them just kind of pressing up on the thing, they're almost, yeah. They're pretty. So roll your damage. All right. Yeah. Uh, three and a six is nine, plus uh, the four for the smite, so 13. You blow That's, this thing, right? It's head clean off. No longer employed by the rail. Uh, all right. And shot number two. <laughs> A uh, total of nine minus four is five. I assume that is also going to be successful at this range. And I got a seven and a four damage, 14, uh, 11 plus four is 15. So drop them. Oh, boom. Too, too much drop. Uh, next on the list is Matt, Mr. Castigan with the convenient. <laughs> Clubs. Right. Um, as a free action, I'm going to pick up that uh, twisted piece of metal, uh, grip, uh, grip my teeth, and then start carving zigzags into my leg, uh, cutting myself up as much as I can Ooh, so that yeah. I get 10 power points back. Reverend Jebediah just reminded me, everybody gets a plus two to their rolls when a joker is drawn also. I thought it was just the person who got the Joker. Joker. I thought it was everybody. I'm pretty sure it's everybody. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, shit. You're right. It is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. It is just the... Uh, yeah, for all of his... Okay. So you... Yeah, we get the zombies are just a little bit more dead. <laughs> how many power points does that give you back? Ten. Well, for ten. All right, so yeah, everybody sees... Whoever makes a notice roll sees Roland cutting up his leg. And and now in your head, you hear, that's it, Papa. Embrace it. You know you like it. It gives you the power. Seven, Hurt yourself seven. more. Hurt yourself more. Do it. Cut, cut a little deeper. Deeper, Papa. And then the voice fades out of your head. <laughs> Through mutilation and a special ability, you regain power ten power points. Right, and then I'm going to look for another target. With uh, uh, bolt blast, which one? Yeah, I'll go with bolt. Bolt. Uh, I'm thinking that probably three d6 is enough regularly, so I'm going to start just in uh, picking them off individually now. So one power point at a time. So I'll make my spell cast. Hey, there's a six, and another six, and a three. So nice. 15 goes down to 11. Hit it. Mm -hmm. That's damage. Uh, yeah. That's, the, that's oh. the hit roll. That's the hit. OK, so roll 3d6. Oh, no, with a 4d6, because you've got the, the, uh, the raise. Mm -hmm. Yep. And another one. And another one. So 12. 
13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, oh, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. Oh wow! This and that's the damage. Like, <laughs> from from the 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 waist up, from here up, it's just macerated, destroyed, eviscerated, and it drops like a sack. Very nice. That was so worth it to do a wound to my leg. The gentleman up up at the tower, Dakota Slim. He is going to roll, and you see. This time, it's almost like a deep purple spiraling bullet. And as it gets above the group, it splits into three. And you see three of the Mexican banditos take it in the head. And, dum, 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 and three of them fall down. And you hear a scream from up from the top, echoing down the... the And now we go to seven of, of the, this. Oh, no, the zombies. Sorry. They beat the other two. All right. So we have two zombies at Esther. Nope. Because of the, all the magical protection. Two at Roland. Nope. And two at the Reverend, which can't get through. Just still blocking up the thing. Zach, you see one coming towards you now. Oh, he, oh. The zombie comes up all menacing, slips in the mud, and falls on his butt. Wipes out. Two ones, I rolled. <laughs> Drops. Next in line is Mr. Willard Sanson, who is looking over, I assume, looking over the... Uh, I'm going into, into the ghost. The cart? I'm going into the ghost cart. Alright. You jump down it in because it's the only way to get in. You jump down into it and it reeks. It like if you didn't have your background, you would probably wretch by getting in there. It stinks right. so horribly. And you look over to the side and you see behind you, all right, it's a car, regular car about 20 foot wide, I mean 20 foot long, 8 foot wide. There are four cells in the in the cor each corner of the car has cells. Two of them are, are broken open. Two of them still have Nosferatu in there. And they're reaching through at you with their teeth gnashing, biting on the bars, rattling the cage. So they are not in control here. The woman with the tentacles was, I'm, I'm making guesses, and that yeah. these are basically slaves or something. Um, I'm going to go up to one of them and go, I'm not going to go up to them. I'm going to stay well away okay. from them. Okay, I was going to ask. <laughs> um, do you speak? I'll say to them. Yes. What's going on here? Check me to my queen. Uh, your queen left. And then with that, it's just like he's fighting the bars and everything. All right. All right. That's useless. Then I'm going to try some target practice. Close range. All right. You All right. 
I mean, the thing's not even moving. Roll damage. Roll damage? It's literally a standing. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's 2d8, right? 2d8. Seven and one. So eight total. Oh, wait. This thing shoots more than once, doesn't it? Yeah, two. So roll damage. We got a. You do each damage individually. So what was your total of the, the first, first one? Was a total of eight. All right. So it just hits it. It seems like it almost had no effect on it. Uh, the second one explodes. Okay. Twenty. Twenty. All right. So nine. Yeah. The second one, you like kind of and re aim, boom, and you hit it right in its chest. And, and the thing falls down and starts twitching on the ground. And it's not, right. and then after a couple seconds, it stops moving. And then my now, my non action is I'm going to turn towards the other one for the same thing, but that'll be next round. All right. And that one's on the opposite. So, like two corners plus the little two. And there's so, nothing and in here. Say, yes. There's nothing like the queen. Just luxury for the queen or anything for this no it was just what you could tell would be an airtight um they're just monsters. sunlight tight yeah uh next up will be miss pickett with the seven well i'm the the zombies are converging on me i have to take action so let's see that's two that's for two I've killed. Ooh, I rolled a one on my gun die. You should say that's bad. It's not two ones, but it is yes. one on the gun. Correct, because when if you're shooting into melee, but now these are the ones that are attacking you directly. If you were going for the one that uh Mabel was fighting, you, oh, might, you would have, I see. have okay. a chance to hit her. Okay. Let's, so yeah. nothing bad happens. Um, but I am gonna spend a Benny because neither die was successful. Okay. Uh, no, nope, five is the highest, but minus four. So. All right, so it just seems to be burning up on its skin, but it didn't even hit the head, and it's just this wretched smell coming off. Last but not least, Mr. Zach, what do you do? All right, well, this guy's no longer any good, so oh, you have one gun that hand to good use, and then with the other one. Nice. Let's see, there's that zombie that tried getting at me, fell down. So oh, yeah. I'm just going to blow its Plus, brains out. It's right there, point blank. It has mighty, to it and mighty rude of you. Boom. You just don't even roll. You got it. You walk right up to it, put the gun to its temple, and pull the trigger. It critically failed, and you had your actions. It, wasn't, it, it couldn't do anything until next round, so... What you see now is two Mexicans that are backing up with their, their and they have their guns in, and they're looking up at the at the you know where that that weird shot came from. You have the group of people. Who take two more zombies out. Three, four, four more zombies out actually, and there's a handful, maybe four or five zombies left. You guys feel like you could easily end this round. 
Reverend Seven of Diamonds. Zach, Eight of Diamonds. Roland, again, same card. Wow. Wow. Little fortuitous there. Ah, uh, Esther. Joker. Joker. We get another Benny. Wow, a lot of Jokers come out. Wow. And Willard has a nine of do, do we get do we have to burn these all these bennies or do they carry over? at the end of the you have no you get three new bennies at the start of each game got it okay so but they don't accumulate. Got, them. got it okay so no so, like so you get i can't i shouldn't store these guys just wanted to make sure i know he's away right, right exactly and i uh right so we are the holly i mean uh esther miss pickett with a plus four i have had it with these zombies we're gonna try again <laughs> oh that's an explosion okay let's see nice seven <clears throat> well minus ah minus four so no plus but you know what i just got a benny so i'm gonna spend it Wait, oh from the plus, plus two from the joker. joker it's plus two isn't it Two. So seven, eight, nine, minus four, five. So yes, that does succeed. Okay. All right. Roll damage. Oh, and they both explode. <laughs> that whiskey chick. That was a good one there. 20, 23 Ooh. damage, which you is total overkill. Yeah, How it's just like it is thing? melting apart on the ground. <laughs> This thing just melts and twitches and drops. Next, we have. Sorry. I have sirens outside, so. Um, all right, so Roland, what do you do with this? Right, I think I'm going to take a, a leaf out of uh, Esther's book there. And saying, yeah, had had enough with uh, zombies at this point. So I'm going to declare two actions this round. Uh, assuming there are still two zombies left. Yes. So I will take a cumulative minus six for minus four to the head. I oh, know it'd be minus seven, actually, because of the wound. Um, minus four to the head, minus two for having two actions, and minus one for my wound. And I'll try and pop two of them. All right, go for it. Nope. And nope. Uh, no. I will spend. I've got them. I'll spend a Benny on one of them. So the second one. All right. And still miss. And it happens. Mm. We're down to the last few zombies. So uh, next we have. The gentleman, Mr. Dakota Slim, up at the top. And now you don't see any magical light, just a barrage of bullets come down. That explodes. All right. So he takes a couple shots. One of the Mexicans drops. The other one, it just whizzes past his ear, and you see the guy turn and start running. Just takes off running. 
That's the last of the banditos there. Unless somebody wants to take a pot shot at him running. Uh, that is it for him. Next up in the order, we have Willard. Uh, and I am firing into uh, the Nosferatu. All right. All right. And is it just, just once again, it's just point blank? Yeah, just do point blank. So plus six. This one's moving a bit. The other one was just. Okay. He kind of saw what you did to his buddy. I've. Uh... Lost track. <laughs> okay. Nine on that one and oh, twice. Um twenty three on that one. Is that right? Yeah. So you blow this thing away. Blow it away. Um, next we have... And then I'm Zach. climbing out. There's a... Yeah. Zach? Me? Oh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you, there was two of them coming at me, so the I think uh, that other one should probably be close range at least. Oh yeah. All right. So let's just keep on going with the good thing. I'll do a a swig for a free action, right? I love yeah, I love it. And then uh, right to this guy's head. Roll your shooting die. Uh, and your wild up. Let's see. Oh, 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 an eight and a six. Both exploded. So they both explode. So you hit this thing guaranteed. Roll okay. damage. All right. So you, you hit with a raise at this point. So. Yeah. Oh, crap. I forgot the raise. Oh, crud. So that's uh, four, five. Well, when you hit with a raise, you get an extra D6 to add to it. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Plus a three. Okay, so nine. Nine points into its head. So you blow this thing away. And uh, Reverend, there's basically like one or two zombies around. The crowd is finishing them off. If you want to walk up and put one down of its misery. Uh, I'm, I I don't know about Miguel and the caboose, but I wonder if I should call out. No. Uh, uh, who all's injured here? I've got the, the <laughs> faith to heal you. I'm just about injured. half of the people. Yeah. So let's say the crowd puts down the rest of the zombies and there's carnage. There's dead bodies as you guys take in the time to actually not be looking for your life, there's people thrown from the train, there's debris. And what I did forget to mention at the beginning, when they, when the Mexicans blew the train car, what you do find, why I don't wanna update my security, everything just popped up on my screen. Tom, what is inside that train? I forgot to mention, there are newspapers all over the floor. Okay. 
like hundreds and hundreds of them. When they blew the car at the beginning of the battle, there was newspapers floating down from the sky all over. It blew them all the way up, and oh, they're everywhere in the cavern, uh, the crevasse. Disturbances, follow up, follow up. So it must be a second or, or a third article. The mysterious disappearances that have been plaguing our territory continue and have begun to spread. What started in Stone Rock has expanded to other small towns such as Babbling Creek, uh, Jebediah's Mining Village, and Antiguo Arroyo de Diamantes, uh, to name a few. The towns run along the U.S.-Mexico border. All of the town's folks seem to have vanished without a trace. Uh, their worldly possessions remain as they were left. Evidence shows that the event happened suddenly. Coffee was left brewing, food cooking on the stove, etc. In addition, there also seems to be a cover-up going on uh, while, other news, while other papers are minimalizing the details and claiming nothing untoward has happened. This reporter wants the truth to be known. Despite what other papers may report, there have been found a number of bodies and body parts, along with substantial quantities of blood. Someone or something is responsible, and I'll make it my purpose to find out more and report it to you. For now, stay vigilant, stay on guard, and always keep your gun handy. Uh, Lacey O'Malley. So... Now, somebody um, considering what we've just seen, zombies in Nosferatu and uh, Cthulhu face lady, uh, there's maybe where the disappearances are coming from. Now, if somebody wants to read the other two articles, there's actually some things in them, too. Animal mutilation. Poor Daisy. It is true we live in strange times and many strange things happen. On the evening of September 11, 1878, at around 8.30 p.m., two young ladies who wished to remain anonymous were on their way home from a church social. They were riding their mule, Daisy. They began to hear in rodent-like squeaks from the surrounding scrub along the path. Becoming fearful, they pushed old Daisy to get them home quickly. Both women agreed that it was some sort of animal that was following them. Once home, they locked up old Daisy in the stable and went inside. The moon was bright and full that evening, and they could see the road from their upstairs windows, but did not observe anything out of the ordinary. Both women claimed to have slept soundly and heard nothing in the night. Next morning, they began their chores and discovered... Much to their horror, their beloved Daisy mauled and mutilated in a terrible manner. A large hole had been gnawed through the stable door. Five of their prize-winning chickens were missing, with feathers strewn everywhere, and their horses had broken loose and run off. An investigation to the property revealed no clear answers, and the mystery remains unsolved. And uh, Miss Esther Pickett, if you could read the handy-dandy bread matic all right, handy dandy bread-o-matic. Designed by the experts at Smith and Roberts, this amazing device will slice your bread quick as a wink. Its razor-sharp guillotine blade can cut through any crust, hard or soft, without deforming the tender interior. 
Available in manual or ghost rock steam-powered versions, the Bredomatic is surely on the cutting edge of the must-have kitchen appliances. Available within the United States and its territories, except parts of California, uh, Shan Fan and Los Angeles, catalogs can be ordered by mail or purchased at your local Five and Dime. Need your item faster? We can arrange special delivery via Pony Express, Wells Fargo, flying contraption or dirigible balloon for a nominal fee. And that also reflects uh, weapons and an armor and any of the devices from uh, Smith or Robart can be ordered and delivered to your location. I mean, is it me or does the handy dandy Bredomatic look rather dangerous? Like you could <laughs> cut somebody's arm off or. They did use the term guillotine, which is um, a little alarming. And poor Daisy. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like them rabbit things that attacked us. Jackalope. The jackalopes. My Are they oh that my. vicious though, Roland? Well, they're they're pretty predatory. I, hmm. I certainly wouldn't I certainly wouldn't give them a chance. Poor chickens. Poor chickens. So now observing the situation, there's people crying, there's people wounded. Um I don't, if you uh newspapers all over um it seems to me that we need to organize this uh situation um which i will step to it willard are you still injured maybe maybe we should have the reverend I, look you over i am a bit injured uh yes it would be nice if uh, the reverend but i want to calm these people down they're quite terrified at the moment they've lost loved ones and uh, we need to survive out here until we can get to the nearest uh, uh, town it's going to be no small matter to get this train in some operable position anywhere near a track again so we need to do uh uh yeah some degree of planning but i also find that witnessing their redemptive power of holy healing uh, can uh, bring a might peace to folks when they're afraid. Well, let's try that for you. You help me and we'll help them all. Uh, I, should, Reverend, I should point out that we killed, well, one was killed by some sort of pink bullet, but uh, uh, I killed three of those Nosferatu. Very, very good. And that gentleman over there with the gun, he was also quite handy in the uh top hat oh. i can smell the whiskey from here oh it's just little breath freshener that's all you guys did pretty good yourselves willard sansom oh zachariah mulligan nice to meet you just well, friend, if you're gonna cast healing make your faith roll Ten, yes. And so it'd be a ten in your wild die, mm -hmm. and then uh, describe your trappings for this, since this is the first time we've seen it. Uh, uh, holy book held high, bandaged hand glowing with blue flame. Uh, place it upon the wounded individual. Muttered to myself some sacred words. 
Uh, and I only rolled a seven, and I want to make this a good one. And I've got a pile of bennies. He only here. has he only has one wound, so a regular success will heal him fully. Yeah. All right, so be it. Yeah. By the grace of God. Now you remember uh, the other gentleman in the car, by the way. I'd like to try to perform some form of medical healing on my uh, on my little six shooter that sort of had a malfunction a bit ago. Oh, I can look at that for you if you need. Oh, well, sure. Let's take a look here. This is repair, right? Jason? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's the uh, your uh, mad science role. Okay. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's Ghost a, Rock. Uh, Ghost yeah. Rock, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, that's an eight. So I think it'll be you just got fine. it done, yeah. So, you know it'll take you like 15 minutes to do. <laughs> you'll take it apart, oil it, spin it around, and it'll be good. Yeah. That is oh, new. Thank you. <clears throat> so. Now you have um, the gentleman still in the back. Yeah, I don't know about uh, Miguel yet. Somebody's found... gonna tell me. I thought he died. No, he's unconscious. Oh, uh, Miguel's back there. Man, he was the shredded up and breathing. Yeah, Miguel's back there in the caboose. I, he's still alive, I believe. He might know something about what's going on here. Uh, he did uh, hand me his papers. Uh, he's working for uh, uh, the emperor. He's like, not what well, he's not a, a bandito like we thought. Well, then maybe I'll see if I can drag him back to this door. Uh, so I, I'll go to heal whoever is closest, Roland or Miguel. Um, convenience. Roland, were you hurt? Yeah, I sliced up my hurt leg himself. Oh, that's right. That's right. Could, so. Could, uh, Yes. Oh, the, the, the negate all damage uh, card uh, that I have. You need to play that when the person's going to take the damage. Oh, got it. Okay. That's so why I had mentioned it earlier. I was like, you guys have cards, but that's all right. Got it. There could still be things that happen. Uh, well, Roland would be the first because he's right there next to you. Uh, seven will suffice. Yep. Okay. So your leg heals up nice. Now, you folks, there over. is no need to be so frightened. Calm down. Please stop screaming. <laughs> and see, if I can yeah, heal you for three and you get 10 for slicing yourself, we have a little perpetual motion machine potentially going on. <laughs> I like That's the sound of this. <laughs> two healings, and I'll go on to, to see Miguel whenever we get around to there. All right, you guys head over to the caboose, or? Well, I'm heading out and walking around the people. All right, so we might as well get on Chestnut. That's not a bad idea. I will ride Chestnut. And uh, maybe maybe before I go, I'm going to pick myself up a, a Gatlin pistol uh, as well. Put it in my sidearm. And uh, I'll tell them there are other Gatling weapons over yeah there. so Did the rest of our horses make it through aside from chestnut that's a, well 
we'll okay. get to that in one second. So you hear from the top, all the way up on the top, Zach, Zach, y'all right down there? Hey, yeah, I'm fine. You survived. Hell yeah, I'm bruised up and I think I got a couple broken ribs. Uh, oh. I don't know about you, but I'm getting the hell out of here. You're too damn close to Roswell. You know that damn fort over there. I'll I do. Deadwood in a couple weeks. Deadwood it is. I'll um, try to make my way from here. A wife. I ain't coming down there. <laughs> hey, Roland, you survived. Yeah, just a bit. <laughs> this close. You, you know that guy, Roland? Oh yes. Yeah, let's say uh, drink drinking buddies and uh, card card buddies. Yeah, we go back a little bit. My, uh, you mind if uh, since I'm kind of stuck down here, you don't mind if I kind of stick with you guys for a little bit. Safety in numbers. <laughs> and thank you. Whatever uh, you do, stay the hell away from Fort. 51. Adios, amigos. Bye, Dios. <laughs> All right, so you guys start assessing the situation. It looks like none of the horses except for Chestnut survived. There's oh. dead horse flesh in the thing. But as you're going through looking, there is a big um, locked up strong box with a big key on, you know, padlock on it. Um, then you have the caboose to still check out and you have the dead guards. Are any Everybody's of, yeah. are, are any of the, the uh, recently deceased, we're not seeing any signs of them coming back from the dead, are they? Ah, good call. Um, As if they just twitch, like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna make sure on anything right in their heads. Don't want them suffering now. Zach's walking around checking out the dead. You do find one that twitches, and you put a bullet in them. Right, and uh, people head. are crying, people are hurt. Um, Let's see. Uh, everybody make common knowledge rolls. Okay. Oops. Ooh. All right. Five. Uh, did did our did our handmade ghost rock dynamite make it through all of this? By the way, I meant to ask you that. Yeah, you guys didn't even get to throw it. Cool. So whoever, whoever had it has it. Cool. I got a nine. Okay. Perfect. Wow. So, so first thing that comes. All right. So for Willard, you see the lockbox and you think who would be the highest ranking on the trains, and you would either want to check the pockets of Miguel and or the caboose people. Reverend, the first thing that comes to your mind is the twins, the or orphan twins. Where would they be? Uh, whoever else has passes thinks to check the uh, the storage cars for food, water supplies that you're going to need because you're down at the bottom of literally sure. like, a, yeah. 
trench. So yeah. what's the, what do you guys want to check first? And Zach goes around and puts about three or four slugs into a couple twitchers. So just to be safe. Just to be safe. So I'm by the lockbox, you said? There, there's a big lockbox. Um, has a ghost, uh, ghost steel lock on it. There's newspapers everywhere. And then uh, you still have the caboose that you looked at, but you didn't fully go over. And then the guards. And right. also Miguel. Nobody's I, Miguel yet. I am going to yell over at Roland and say, um, Mr. Castain, there is a large lockbox over here with a key that's going to fit in that lock. But I am too busy making sure everybody is organized and calmed down. So if you want to have a hand at it and see what's in there. Yo, yeah, can I have a, can I have a look? Yeah, that just that doesn't mean that you can keep what's in there, but that depends on what's in there. Mm -hmm. if, it, if it's uh, an explosion, I certainly don't want it. But before you do that, uh, I wonder if the marshal would allow us five minutes to oh, absolutely. use the restroom. Yup. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. All right. So back back to reality. Um, <laughs> do you go to the caboose or do you go? Well, the caboose and the guards and Miguel are all there. So who are you talking to? It's, I'm at some the group. At, what? at some point, Brother Sansom is going to mention Miguel to me, and I'm going to lay a hand upon him. I, and, I did. I, I said can, Miguel's back there, and see if I can. I showed you the I, papers. Stuff some of his guts back in. Make your um, he. Oh, by the way, when you go up to him, make a regular healing roll. Okay, it's another. So What, oh, I'm sorry, regular healing roll? Oh, you, you don't have that. I, I don't have regular healing. I only have... It's a skill healing. Roll smarts. Not my strong suit. Uh, four. Five total. All right. He, still, he doesn't look too great, but you think you'll be able to heal him. Let's see, but... Let me lay hands. Faith roll. That's a uh, nine on my uh, regular and a one on my bonus, so ten. All right. So you go up to him and you do your, your healing. You heal him and he comes up for a second and he's like, thank you, amigo. And he just kind of comes back out, but you see the sinew and everything healing on his chest. He'll still need to sleep off uh, a lot of damage. Can I yeah. revisit healing him in a period of hours or some such? No, one, one magical been, uh, healing or one normal healing roll per world. But you think you just saved his life by doing what you did. Now... You take a look around the room, you see at the caboose, like, you know, where like the railings would be and stuff, you see the, the four dead bodies of the guards torn apart and bloody. So, what do you guys do? 
Frankly, there were sons of bitches anyway. I'm gonna see if I can find them orphan children. All right. You go off and Miss Mabel's calling their names, looking for them too. So you join hard looking for them. Uh, nice cleaver work, lady. Thank you, sweetie. And you see she pops another can of uh, moon mist <laughs> as she drinks it down. And hands you half a can. Uh, you're on mute. Just stay in grace over our liquor. And you two go looking for the, the lost children. Uh, Roland, what are you doing? Well, having been given a key to this safe, I'm going to go and take a look. Well, you got to find the key. Oh, I thought he gave it to me. You have a... He said there's a lock. You need to find the key, I believe, right? I thought maybe oh. you could just pick it. Ah, right. Okay. Um, I'm not really a lock picker or a, anything like that. You could throw um, a card at it. <laughs> I could try and do a tug of a percussive opening. Uh, you think you could, but um, you probably will destroy whatever is inside before yeah, you it's throw ghost, the lock. Ghost steel. Hmm. Okay. Uh, thinking where it might be. Hmm. Someone's got to have it. It wouldn't be hidden in the same room. That would be a bit silly. Although you never know, they were they were a bit nuts. I'm, I'm going to begin looking around for it, see if I can find it. Probably All the right. most uh, top-level guard. Yeah, potentially. Was he on over to the caboose? guards and you see them there all splayed out there is still three gatling uh rifles within so either prying out of their dead hands or on the ground one of them if if i touch a gun something's gone very very wrong uh <laughs> yeah i'll go look through their pockets and see if i can find any keys there you go you find a key, and you also find uh, around the neck of one of them is a strange pair of goggles that have a slight green glow on the lenses. Hmm. Goggles, you say? Yeah. Yes. Well, they, they won't exactly go with my outfit, but I think I know someone who might be able to uh, put them to good use. So I'll, I'll grab them, and when I find Esther, I'll hand them over. So, hey, are these these might suit your outfit yeah. better than they will mine. Thanks so much, Roland. You know, as soon as looking at them, you know there are owl goggles from Smith and Robarts catalog. Hmm. Pretty much, uh, uh, gets rid of almost all uh, light um, penalties at up to ten feet. You could see in almost pitch blackness. Interesting. You don't want to wear them out in the bright sunlight. But... No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. Thank you very much, Roland. Fascinating. No worries. I've got a, uh, a safe to open now. I'll wander <laughs> off there with the key and see if it fits. <laughs> While you're doing that and heading back over, what is Zach doing? 
oh, Zach's keeping closer to uh, to Miss Pickett since she did such a fine job with the fixing the gun. I feel kind of obligated to sort of be her wingman in case she needs a hand with anything. All right, Reverend and uh, the madam, the missus, the chef, you start looking and calling out the children's names and you find them in the passenger car underneath some seats. The boy is completely unconscious. It looks like his leg is broken and the girl is very banged up, but she seems to be fit. Well, I've got a few PowerPoints left. Alrighty, make your first uh, the fella the the lad. I have an eight. All right, that's enough. And a ten that's for his uh, sister. Perfect. Wow. So you hear he screams, and you hear the bone re-snap back into place as it mends itself, and the kid screams and goes back unconscious, but you, you feel that he had internal bleeding and all that. Uh, Willard, what are you doing? I am walking about and helping wherever I can and trying to calm these folks down. Now, folks, you know, we... So, yes. You want to do a uh, speech? Speech? Speech. Yeah, if you give a speech and you make a successful um, your performance with a successful role, you can lessen the fear in the area and calm the people down. Lessen performance. Now, I have performance on my skills, but I don't have any dice. Uh, marked. I think we went over this. This is what we were trying to figure out the other time. You had, should have a D6 in it. All right. It was a couple weeks ago. We were That's Yeah, I, I do remember that. That's why I'm surprised. All right. So I'll do that. Oh! We got a two on the regular, but I got a six on my wild. Six? All right. Uh, seven, eight. Yeah, eight. All right, so that's a success with a raise. And now you're there, you climb up on the train, and you start talking to them, tell them how you destroyed the zombies. And no, no, no. We're gonna I destroyed this, the vampire things. <laughs> yeah. Now, and folks, there's no need. Back down a little bit. There's no need to be afraid. We are organizing this. We will pull ourselves together. And I'm sorry that you lost some loved ones. But, uh, these things happen every other weekend. <laughs> On a train car of about 120 people, there is about 22 survivors, mm. uh, passengers, not counting yourself, and the Miss Mabel. And um, everybody's kind of like getting things together. Esther's cart, or no, Roland's cart, with Esther's help and a couple hours work, you feel you can get it to a functional level. Lots of stuff was destroyed, lots of stuff's broken. 
uh, but you've been able to gather and fill the wagon with enough food and water to get the group a couple days travel, you believe? And at this point, Roland has pulled the, the safe box to a, a quiet location. You guys all gather back up and you open up the box. Or... Well, I'm thinking of having a look over it first just to make sure that this thing doesn't appear trapped because that's the, the last thing I you want to do is open. No, it, does, it doesn't appear to be trapped. Oh, okay, that's, that's fine then. I'll put the key in the lock. Close my eyes, reopen one of them, peek, turn it. I click and the lock opens up. Inside you find 10,000 Confederate dollars, $100 bills wrapped in stacks. So it's 10,000 Confederate, 800 Northern US dollars, and $500 in $1 silver coins. And a little black velvet bag that seems to have a little bit of weight inside of it, something inside of it. Oh, I, I don't care about money. What's in the bag? You open the velvet pouch and you pull out, it looks like the most ornate silver watch you have ever seen in your life. And you flip it up and you do a double take. Uh, there's no, um, it, it has like one wheel and it seems to count down in 10 day increments and there's one little button on the top of it and that's it hmm gonna look at the others would anyone object if i tried something with this because this looks a little curious what, what, By all means. What do you want to try? What do you suspect? I want to have a little read of this thing and see if I can work out what it is. I'd like to know myself. So, yes, please. I will blink my, uh, blink my eyes. I'm going to deal with the devil to get object reading. Okay. You want to deal your of the cards? Yeah, I'll do my um, gambling roll first. Yep. So I'm going to select object reading, which is seasoned. So it's one rank above me. It requires two power points at, uh, to, as base, but I'm going to ask for another two to take my total to four because I want to hear what was said around this thing as well, rather than just seeing it. So target number is four power points. And my gambling roll to begin with is a D10. So... This is why I kept a stack of bennies in case I needed to do anything like this. Five and a five. I am going to spend a benny to see if I can get anything better than that. Again, five and a five. No, I will spend a benny for that. What, what's your target number for that? Uh, the target number is still four, but that will only give me one extra card. I'm looking for more cards for when I draw. Oh, okay, okay. I got you now. There we go. Um, I'm going to have to set with a five, so I get one extra card. Okay. Then I make my poker hand. Yes. So my cards are after I shuffle up. And we we can't spend bennies to help other people out, can? No. No, not without a certain uh, edge. You could take that. You could give bennies. But right now, no. Right. First card is three of spades. Second card is two of spades. Third card. 
Black Joker. Fourth card, eight of clubs. Fifth card, ten of diamonds. And last card, six of clubs. Now, good. if you use the Joker, you get backlash. Uh, let's have a look. Do do do. Jokers and wild cards that can be used. Ah, oh, no, that's a different thing. Well, hey, looks. Uh, how do we recover power points? Time. It is five every hour, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Almost, they also yeah, have five every hour. Hucksters don't get it, and we can't short on spells. But everyone else can spend bennies to get uh, five power points back as well. Correct. Great spells. Hmm. I'm trying to find that bit about using the Joker, but I can't see it anywhere in there. Oh, here we go. It says, um, Jokers are wild cards that can be used as any other card, and you get your ante, your Benny, back. So I will uh -huh. take that back. Yay. There we are. But even with, even with that, that's a pretty piss-poor hand, <laughs> to be honest. Um, the, yeah. best I'm the best I'm going to be able to do is a pair of tens using the, using the Joker to pair with the ten, because I've only got two of the other cards to make. I can't get a flush. I can't get anything else, basically, other than a pair. There's no straight. There's no nothing. So that gives me three power points. I'm one short. So I take a minus one for that on the subsequent spell cast roll. Right, uh, I take exactly. a subsequent minus two because it's one rank higher than what I currently am. So I'm on a minus three. And minus if, I three. if I screw this up, then I get backlash. Right. Okay. Right. So. But you got enough bennies. Yeah, I've got three left. <laughs> and I got a six on my spell cast die. So that's I, a. Um, so, oh, wait a minute. No, I, because of the minuses, I am going to spend the benny to reroll because I definitely don't want to. Okay. Get less. So. And spend another one. Come on, dice. Do me a favor. I'll spend my last one. Come on. Come on, Do come not on, want come backlash. on. Nine. So that goes down to, with a minus three to a six. That is a success. Perfect. So you hold the item and you, you come back out of the, the, the spirit realm. And instantly, you, you've, in your head, you see what you could only, with, with your, the limited science of your day, perceive as the creation of the planet and and the volcanoes erupting and and then green trees and forests and then it pulls up and you see the earth spinning and then the earth stopped for a split second then you're pulled out of that image and you're in a room and you hear a voice of uh a Cajun man speaking, and for somehow you know that the, the voice of Baron Lacroix you're listening to, and you hear him say, 
this could be the undoing. This can help in the undoing of everything we have planned. Get it to Reverend Grimm. Get it to him now. And then you pull out of it. Ouch. Okay. Uh, the spell also gives me uh, the ability to see anything that's occurred within 10 yards up to about five years past. And I can scrub back and forward through that but it just takes time to concentrate on it. Is there anything more recent that's happened to this that's of interest? You see a, a room filled with, like a, um, a saloon filled with gambling and everything. And you see two people sitting at a table and you're looking through the eyes of the, of the gentleman and it's a huckster sitting on the other side. And he's like, yeah, I got it. He tosses it on the table. And he goes, bad mistake, and picks it up, presses the button, and the whole world, the whole room freezes, or the world possibly. And he goes, you stupid bastard, you don't know what this does. And he gets up and walks out of the saloon while everybody's frozen in the middle of whatever they're doing. You hear it, tick, 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 tick. Six seconds pass and time starts again. And you see the watch switch to 10 days and started to count down to 10 days. I think when I uh, finally come back to my senses, I just look at this thing and go, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, mind the blasphemy there, Brother Castine. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so, so, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, Reverend. Um, yeah, the, uh, this, um, this thing gives a whole new meaning to the term timepiece. You know it's an artifact. Oh, okay. It, from, it, it was created when the Earth was created. It's just taking the form of the watch. Yeah, this is uh, this is exceptionally old. Um, what do we know publicly about Reverend Grimm? Um, what you would know publicly, the Reverend might know more, but what you know publicly is that Reverend Grimm has started a church or cult out in California, um, where tons of hungry people always come to eat. He has, uh, church services where he feeds the poor, uh, rumors in California that food would spoil within hours or days. You could have a fresh crisp apple in your pocket in California and in a matter of hours, it's moldy and rotten. Hmm. Did he found the city of Lost Angels? Yup. Reverend Grimm founded the city of Lost Angels uh, and he basically owns the rights to all of the ghost rock for the California. And that's why this rail war is taking place to connect to Los Angels to get the, the, the mineral rights. Mm -hmm. But uh, besides the uh, the rail war that's happening to get to Lost Angels, there's no public or publicly known connection between Grimm and Lacroix? None at all. Hmm. This, this would suggest otherwise. Hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, well, uh, I was going to say gents, but ladies and gents, I 
really don't think this should go back in the safe and reach its destination because getting to its destination helps Lacroix. And after he's done all this, I think anything that throws a spanner in his works is frankly a good thing. Ooh, agreed. Right. Uh, would anyone object to me keeping hold of this? Oh, watch? Did you tell it, us what it does? Um, I think it's probably easier just, just to show you. Click. Well, now you press it. The world turns like the hunting grounds bleed through. Everybody but you is now stopped. And six seconds is ticking. You have six I'm, seconds. I'm going to turn people's hats around as quick as I can, uh, move, around, uh, move around behind them, and be a good few feet away and wait for it to count down. It unclicks, and you notice your ties flipped, your hats are flipped, <laughs> whatever he did. And he's completely behind you guys. Man, what the hell? As, as I said, it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase timepiece. My God. You can flip people's hats around? Well, <laughs> for, a very, for a very limited time, there is no such thing as time. It stops. Fascinating. Now, for game mechanics, just from handling it and using it and doing your power, you know you can do anything with those six seconds, but you can't injure someone. You can't shoot them. You can't kill, you know, you can't do any physical harm in that six seconds. But you could maybe set, you know, if they're by a cliff, you could push them, or you, but you can't physically harm somebody in that six second time. Window. It's a bit like the intangibility spell that you are completely removed from the world in that mm -hmm. time. But you, you can certainly set up some comedy effects, like if they're about to pull a trigger, turn them to point at the point the gun at themselves or their friend. A hundred percent. And now you see it's nine days, you know, twenty-three hours, and mm -hmm. you know, it's counting down. I presume that's the uh, the time when I can then push it again. Yeah, correct. If you press it now, it does nothing. You can't even press it. It's like popped out or popped in. And you assume it's going to pop back out at a 10 day period. Yeah, it's a fairly handy piece of kit. I've, I've got no interest in the money if people want to divide that up against them. I don't, I don't see why Laquash should get his pocket change as well. Um, so you have ten thousand dollars Confederate, eight hundred USD in paper, and five hundred in silver coins. Well, we're gonna have to recompense uh, folks and get them out of here alive. So I imagine this money is not gonna go that far. How far are we from uh, the nearest city that we were going to? Well, if you could get up an eighty to one hundred and twenty foot ravine, which you can with the wounded and the children and the everything, you have two choices: you can go north or you can go south. South, you wind up in Mexico. North, at least you're going into the United States. And Miss Mabel says, "Hey, sweetie," and she's looking at Esther. She goes, "You think you could fix this contraption?" And she's talking about the um, the the wagon that that's been unloaded. So with oh, yeah. a little bit of work, you can get the wounded and the children into the carriage, and you guys could start heading north or south. Uh, was there damage to the track? 
or just the train? I'm sorry, say that again. Was there damage to the track or just the train from well, the, the whole the whole uh, train track that crossed the bridge is now down. So mm -hmm. you guys need to probably get to the telegraph if you want to radio that in. Right. Um, the only horse that survived is Chestnut. If you want to put her onto the cart, you can pull the, the wounded in the cart and the food in the water. The 20 odd people that survived, we can walk with you guys in the, the mud and the couple inches of water that's in the middle of the dried out riverbed. Well, decision. all right. None of that answered the question that I asked you. Oh, I'm sorry. Say that again. I said, where, oh, which is the nearest town to where we are? Nearest town to where you El Paso? are would be El, El, Paso, El Paso, but you'd have to get up the ridge. Wow. You have Roswell, New Mexico, which is maybe eight days, 10 days ride north. How far is El Paso? Um, you figure you might have to take it all the way into Mexico and turn up and around. Or you can take your, if you want to go south or you want to go north. Well, he can ride Chestnut alongside the track. I, I'm thinking I could ride Chestnut to the nearest town and get help and bring him back, but he's yeah. not answering the question I keep asking. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're at the bottom of the ravine. You I understand all of that. Um, Ravines don't go on forever. Well, it, if you look down, it, it goes a couple miles either way. How long would it take me to get to El Paso on, on Chestnut? maybe three or four days okay that's too long then i will stay with everyone but it's eight days to go to roswell yeah right so it wouldn't be any help if i was to go ahead it would be six days before anybody even get out here these states are too dang big yeah uh well we don't have to worry too much about the wounded because i can heal another soul or two every hour all right and we've got uh we're going to need water. Water's the most important thing. Well, there's a creek here, probably pretty clean. Let's see if we Since can find a lot of vessels that we can store water in, bring it with us. Yeah, there's canteens on the dead Mexicans with some water in them already. There is water on the train and barrels. If you put a barrel or two onto the cart, you've already scavenged food. I think to looking at the time scale between places it might actually be the most time effective route that what you suggested that you ride to el paso and bring people back to us because that's going to be three days there three days back that's six days compared to the eight days of having to get to um, to get to roswell and the rest of us would be uh, sat right on top of a water supply in the meantime that is so, true yeah we're, I... we're not going to drown here unless the river runs dry so as you guys are sitting there looking north and south you see this and dear god there's a balloon coming towards us that's a stroke of luck it's out in the distance and you see a hawk flying from the balloon towards us towards you guys i guess they see us if they sent out their hawk friend ahead the hawk swoops over. Hopefully, the it's group, friendly. Flies back and lands in the water about 20 feet away from you. And as you look, 
you see the shape of a woman knelt down and stand up. And it's a Native American woman standing nude. Oh. She seemed to be in the need of assistance. Revert your eyes, children. <laughs> well, howdy there. What happened here? Ma'am. <laughs> Some mighty unnatural evil came upon us here. The dead raised. The uh, carnage. Yes. The uh, um, the banditos blew up the bridge. Travel that way north. A couple hours, you'll see the place and you'll know it. There'll be help waiting for you there. All right. And she gets, she runs in the water and turns back into the hawk and flies up towards the uh, balloon. Much obliged, Sister Hawk. So peculiar. she said a couple of hours. So what I'll do, what do you want? I, I could ride, ride ahead, tell him you're coming. What do you think? Should we all stick together or should I go... <laughs> Yeah, she didn't say a couple hours for whom, but uh, only Chestnut can pull the wagon. Oh, so if we have the, the the most seriously unable to carry themselves in the wagon and some water and biscuits, the rest of us could walk along. All right, that's if anything we'll happened to you, if anything yes. happened to you, it would jeopardize everybody. Oh well. Mr. Mulligan, was it? Um, we're all in jeopardy, correct? Right now, so something around the corner could happen to all of us. Anyway, uh, I'll stick numbers, with you, Willard. Uh, our uh, our uh, uh, my horse. Uh, is that okay with you, Chestnut? You willing to pull this cart? She like gives you like a dirty look. If the horse could give you a dirty look, it walks over and stands there, stomps her feet a couple times. She'll do it. You guys hook her up. You guys start traveling. It's uneventful. It's it's heavy work for the horse pulling everything. But you guys start traveling, and then the the crevasse starts to break off, and you see little paths going up the side. And as you guys look, you see what looks like people in um, overalls uh, coming out of holes, looking with lamps on their heads. And strung up electric, genuine electric lights up on the sides of the mountains. And you guys keep traveling a little bit, and there's like an off road that leads up, and you guys all stop and look, and you're like, the, your jaws hit the ground when you see what, what you see hanging off the cliff. You see this with bright electric lights, and there's a sign to the right out of the view of the picture, and it says, Pappy's Pokemon Palace and Assayer's office. My God. <laughs> How is it standing? And that's that's fascinating. Just, with difficulty. <laughs> and uh, a lot of luck. <laughs> and that's not look very stable. Uh, oh, I've got to see this, though. I've got to know more about this. Well, we know Pappy has uh, regenerative capacities. Uh, apparently, he has a limited understanding of the force of gravity. 
you guys take the road up and it's a winding up and up and you come in and as you're passing there's mines everywhere and miners all looking out and pointing up the, the ridge and you guys for about a good 30 40 minutes going up this rickety thing oh, and you see that we need to be careful because so far there's been a large series of unfortunate events that have uh, plagued us along the way. Again, that huge sign all lit up in genuine electric lights and it says Pappy's Pokemon Palace and little words that says an assayer's office. Hmm. Assayer's office is where you would go turn in your gold and... Marshall. I, uh, I, I shot a message to you a, a bunch of minutes ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't. wanted to make sure that that never, uh, that did not go on. Oh, you just now that we're a ways away. I'm oh, all sure. right. Yeah, yeah, of course. Absolutely. You got it. You guys go there and you see that you hear like a party coming from inside. There's music and fiddle playing and. Look as you're looking up in one of the top windows, you see that native woman, and she's like that, waving you in. She she get herself decent yet? Yes. Um, she seems to have something on, but maybe that's how her magic works. I've never seen a clone talk. Exactly. Yeah, let's uh, let's, head let's up. see if we can introduce right. ourselves to this Pappy feller. Guys, walk in, stereotypical swinging Western doors, and there's women drinking, there's bar, there's all these um, different cans of Pappy's liquors, and all with his label on it. And you guys step in, and everybody kind of turns, the music doesn't stop or anything, but people turn to look at you, wave you in, and you see before you, it has to be, she's got to be five foot ten, good, 450, 500 pound Mexican woman, probably the largest woman you've ever seen in your life. And she turns around, she's like, oh, you're all here to party? Yes. See, we've had a rather horrible tragedy a few hours ago. Oh, you're... Um, yeah, does the monitor talk? Happy, happy, get out here! Through the doors, you see this grizzled old miner. He's got wrinkles and lines in. He's got to be five foot four and ninety eight pounds if he's anything. And he comes walking out. Yeah, y'all here to party? What's the deal? This good old happy. Well, well, why the sad fa faces? Oh, you, you are women. I, and he looks at you, Willard, and he goes, we, we don't need no more man. We got no man working here. We got one already. We don't need another one if you're looking for a job. But if you're here to drink and party. Sir, we were well, just in a terrible train accident. We were just in a and terrible the train accident. The big Mexican woman leans over and whispers in his ear, oh, oh. Uh, I'm sorry. You, you can you describe it? What what happened? I give him the rundown. Give him the whole story. 
Well, minus <laughs> minus the, go big. minus the uh, deadites. There's no need to spread any kind of horror or fear amongst these people. <laughs> All right. He walks over and he starts cranking something and like generating a little electricity and he pulls off like a big cone and he speaks into it. We got a cold gold, a cold gold, I tell you. All miners report to the front. All miners report to the front. Go steal. And then he pushes the thing back and he's like, oh, um, please come, come, come in. Uh, and then he starts setting up drinks for you guys. Y'all got wounded, you said? Survivors. So uh, he starts calling some women's names and they and they they come down. Uh, Y'all get out there and help them. So he sends out a bunch of the prostitutes all come out and they go outside and they still with bandages and everything. Set up, set, set them up in the tent. And it's, a, it's like a little mining thing he owns. It's all mines and holes and stuff. And um, he starts setting up a triage and he, people listen to everything he says. Whenever he barks in order, people jump to it. And within 15 minutes, there's bedrolls laid out, um, some, some tents set up, women coming out with uh, alcohol, cleaning wounds, and, and it seems like they're being taken care of. Uh, Mr. Pappy, brother, do you have a means of communicating with the outside world? Yeah, I have a genuine telegraph. Uh, I figure we ought to inform the rail line that there's been an incident involving bandits, uh, destruction of rail, uh, fallen train, etc. If you show me where it is, I can send a message. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mabel, uh, take him in. And one of the women come over and take you into the, uh, he's got a, in the back office, a telegraph. All right. Pappy, do you offer any beverages that do not cause a body part to fall off? Um, well, I've got moonshine. I got anything you want right here. Uh, well, we yeah. got a. I got the tequila. Quiero tequila, por favor. What the fancy hat said. They got tequila, they have everything. Any kind of liquor you want. Uh, this is uh, Guadalupe, so take care of you. Guadalupe is my wife. And now he points to that very large Mexican woman, and uh, come, come, come back inside. I, I got, I got you taken care of. Um, the people are being taken care of. They're being fed. There's stew. Uh, you know, food being brought to them. The children are in the tent with uh, Miss Mabel. Um, so. They're taking care of you guys. Go into the Pappy's Pokemon Palace. And uh, he says, uh, you come, you send your telegraph? Oh, yes, I do. Takes me a few minutes. Okay. Got it. I, I saw you, yeah. 
by the time all that happens, you guys are sitting. First of all, there's no bars, uh, stools at the bar. He's got tons of rags hanging from the bar. You use that to wipe the, the, your mustaches off. There's a big sign behind the bar. It says, if you spit on the floor at home, please spit on the floor here. We want to make you feel comfortable. One rule and one rule only, don't soil the doves. And that's a, his play on words. A soiled dove is a prostitute. And uh, you can do anything you want in Pappy's Palace except bruise the merchandise. So you guys are sitting at a table. It brings you, what do you, what do you want? It brings you over beer. It, oh, we got cream possum. Cream possum is the special today. Get, get him, get him, break, break five, five balls of cream possum. Yum, yum. Got, that sounds like, delicious, you know, actually. And for and for dessert, we got uh, calf foot jelly. Mm, just like mama made. With mint? Mint? Of course. Mm -hmm. So you guys got a big bowl of cream possum in front of you. It's actually yeah. pretty tasty if you dare to eat it. Uh, so, so what really happened down there? Well, sir, we believe that uh, uh, the rebels uh, against uh, Emperor uh, Maximilian uh, done sabotaged the train. They blew up the trellis as we were going over it, and uh, a lot of us were killed, and some of us managed to survive and make our way here. You mean the, the Mexican rebels, or are you talking about the once Confederate? The Mexican rebels, I believe. Oh, damn bastards. No respect for the authority in Mexico, you see. Uh, Marshall, so I'm trying to, uh, uh, what uh, is it? Would it be a, a spirit role to determine whether I find somebody trustworthy enough to tell them about certain uncanny yeah. events? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will make that attempt. Uh, I rolled a six on my bonus die, and I re-rolled it for a four, so I got a ten. Your assessment of Pappy is he's a little off his rocker, but he seems like a very good person. Like, And everybody in the camp's listening to him. And... This whole canned beverage thing's pretty clever, too. So, uh, Maybe after my uh, second can of pappies, I'll confide that uh, what the bandits did not account for was that this train was bearing a ghost steel car that was uh, chock full of uh, unholy creatures. Do I, uh, do I hear him saying this? Yeah, yeah. Can I interrupt? You guys are all sitting at the table. Yeah, we're at, no, we're at Pappy's. We're at the captain's table with Pap. Um, I'm just going to uh, gently uh, you know, place my hand next to yours and say, "Now, Rev, you don't want to go tell these people anything that might frighten them." Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not making a general announcement, but Pap is just down the valley, and the, some of them critters escaped. Pap, you consider yourself a bit of a community leader, I would estimate. I do oh, what I can. Damn straight. Can, can you see? 
I got the best community here. Now, did you say there was some debtors? But 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 more importantly, you said there's a whole ghost steel train down there. Oh, one car. Yes. Oh, what one? And he goes over. He whispers to his wife, and you hear uh, like an alarm go off, like a klaxon. And within ten minutes, there's about thirty miners assembled. He goes, "Well, one second. And he, he goes out, and you hear him. Everybody, strip the train, bring it up here. It's payday, guys. And he comes back in. Ah, no bill for for the services rendered due to your generous uh, donation of the ghost steel train. I thank you, and and everything he was on the house and uh, one free book with the woman of your choice. I'll exchange. I'll exchange it for one free to, uh, for one free use of your telegraph system, if possible. Sure, sure. And he comes to back down. And he was like, "She'll she'll show you where it is." Uh, look at look at look at what's your name, Miss Miss Darling? Me? Yeah, Esther yeah. Esther Pickett. You're, you're sir. the only woman here. <laughs> Esther, <laughs> Esther Pickett. Nice to meet you. Luckily. We got one male working here. I, I don't understand how he makes any money being that we only have men in the in the camp and all, but he seems to do all right. I guess I, I, I really don't figure it out, but well he makes all but but you got one free poker coming to you too. So now now Pappy Pappy, I would happily exchange those services if you would share with me what you put in these concoctions that makes them so invigorating. Ooh, a little bit of the the uh, the Indian princess. She she informed me that she she ran into you all, and a little bit of herb, you know, Indian uh, mumbo jumbo, and a whole lot of ghost rock. Very well, thank you, Pappy. Interesting. Now, as you guys are assessing assessing the situation, you notice how it's built on the wall with the, you know, all the timbers coming down. The back of it is one, well, multiple pane glass windows that look out into the to the cavern below. So you, if you, any of you wander over and look out, you can see down, it goes down about 150 feet down to the canyon bottom. So, and you're not too, you especially as they're not too secure in how this thing is built on the side of the mountain. I'm dying so, to know. <laughs> we might all be dying to know. Oh, enjoy the view. It's beautiful. It, isn't the floor pretty for... steep near the windows? Oh. Yeah, but you know, don't worry about it. We never fall off. And... <laughs> how, do, how have you achieved what, this what? marvel of engineering, Pappy? Tell me this. It just looks. I, I just flew it in and had them build around it. You know, I got I got rocket shit. And all the people in the bar and the prostitutes and the bartender are all like shaking mm -hmm. their heads. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah, we flew it in. We just built around it. And mm -hmm. then if those those cocksuckers from the, the Confederate they're from that 451 over there ever come and try and take it again, we'll just fly away. Very take it well. Again. They tried before. They they tried before. Oh, they did try when uh right before they surrendered. 
you you know, right? How long you been out in the wood, the wilderness? Just a few hours. We're from out back east, Pappy. So we haven't been on the train. News doesn't travel very fast. We've been on train for several days. The the CSA surrendered. They 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 they're you know they're they're back. Good old USA. The secession has ended while we were journeying. Yeah. Guess that Confederate money's not good anymore. What Confederate money? I I don't accept Confederate money here. If you, if you, I don't think it's good anywhere anymore, Pappy. Don't even worry about it. Maybe keep it for a couple of hundred years and give it to collectors. I've been scribbling away in my note um, in my notepad as I sent a uh, message to the to the marshal. Uh, when I get to yes, a, I was trying a to read it. Well. Uh-huh. When I get to an appropriate point, I'm going to see if I can get Willard and uh, see if I can get him to one side for a minute. It really depends right. on. So this did you send the message yet or not? Not yet. That's what I've been writing down in my notepad. But would would this be an opportunity right. to use that? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, definitely want Willard to one side then, if he's if he's prepared All to right. step away for for a moment. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, you guys are just evil. So, right. What can I um, do for so you, not, Mister? Not wanting to say it in front of the uh, in front of our host, but I hear where you're coming from. That you don't want to scare anyone around here but with all that proverbial darkness that's out there we have just shone quite a bright light through that and shown that these forces can be overcome they are out there but they're not insurmountable if we tell everyone here about that we can give them we can give them hope are you on board with us telling uh, telling that tale and seeing if we can give these folks a little bit of that proverbial hope? Hmm. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to exaggerate anything. Just tell it as it is and tell them exactly what we did. Because well, we can make a difference. I would say that you and these fine people that we've been traveling with, perhaps Mr. Mulligan as well, we are rather extraordinary people. Let's not forget that nearly a hundred people died in that. Uh, mm-hmm. We managed to get through it. Plus, they'll want to know what we're going to do about it because that's not the first train. That's this is mm-hmm. that people have been disappearing from out here. Well, I don't the know. Reason why I don't know. I- the reason why I want Can to get to the telegraph for is one that. second. As you guys are having this conversation, you hear a scream and a door slam and a woman running down the stairs. Pappy, Pappy! And she's got a big old shiner on her eye. Her eyes swelling up and closing. That son of a bitch, Johnson! And Pappy stands up and runs into his office and comes back out and his wife the big the big mexican woman got guadalupe steps in front of him she goes 
God damn it, woman, get out of my way. Nobody soiled a dove in my... And he has the biggest, antique, longest rifle you've ever seen. The shit looks like it came out of the Revolutionary War. And he puts his sleeves up. And, woman, I said, get out of my way. And she steps to the side. They don't call me Aloysius Cornelius Osborne for nothing. And he starts storming up the stairs. And you hear a tussle some noise and you hear a loud gunshot and then breaking glass and you see a body flying down the plate glass windows outside the thing and a couple minutes later you see pappy come walking back down son of a bitch don't fuck with my window and he's just cursing up a storm and he gets over to the table and he well where are we now how, how is the possum i'm sorry pappy what did you say your name was again Aloysius, Aloysius Cornelius Osborne at your service, madam. And he takes your hand and he's just a little shaky hand and he kisses your hand. The third? Yeah. You wouldn't happen like to be the third, would you? Happy before him. I sure am. Hmm. And kids, kids, where, where are the damn kids? And it was a bunch of rugrats <laughs> and they just keep coming and coming and coming and one is dark and one is light and one looks like indian and and that's the fourth and that's the fifth and that's the sixth and then i stopped at six but the other 13 are got different names fascinating you know i was i was given your name by a relative and told to seek you out that you might um that you might help me who, who are you talking about? Um, uh, Cletus. Oh, cousin Cletus. Mm-hmm. He's a country pumpkin. Well, he's a good guy. I have a feeling you know my father as well. Uh, who's your father? Peter Castain, over in Tucson. Oh, yes, I do. Well, well, got a goddamn family reunion. <laughs> this seems to be something of a providential meeting. Hmm. I, 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 I stay. Yeah, I remember this my is... father talking quite highly about you and your uh, your prospecting abilities. You, damn, your dad's looking at the snout on the doorknob. I like that man. <laughs> Brother Mulligan, Brother oh. Sanson, you related to this fella? Seems oh, like we're left man. out of this reunion. Not quite recollecting this fella. Bring out the good, the good shine. A big uh, jug with the three X's on it comes to the table. <laughs> Picks it up, flips it on, and pours some some shots out. This, this is this this is the strong stuff, so I, I would take it easy. Thank you there. It's unusual to meet a successful businessman who's as generous with his hospitality. Zach, make a uh constitution check. A uh vigor, a vigor check, please. Constitution coming up. Vigor, vigor. Vigor, pardon me. Okay. And that gets a bonus die as well. 
It's your uh, vigor die plus your wild die. Got it. Oh, yeah, the wild die, sorry. Uh, okay, a four and a three. All right, you, you take it, but it's, oh, it's the strongest thing you have ever put into your body. Good stuff. That, that's the good stuff. That's for the people. Mine's a little stronger, but. So, whoa, 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 what's really going on here? Y'all show up on my joint. You, you, you ain't with that fort up there. No, definitely not. No, we're not from, uh, we're not from Fort 51. Okay. No, Brother Osborne, what the question is, is to whether or not, uh, to what extent or nature the rail line is uh, using uh, hell fire services to complete its... Uh, you mean them cocksuckers down over five over a million? That deals in my pickle, those sons of bitches. You know, they use zombies. That, uh, do you know they also uh, engage uh, the life-sucking undead? Oh, them damn no spirits, yeah. Yeah. He's transporting uh, several of them along with a, a cartload of... Uh, regular debtors and uh you ever hear tale of some uh female unclean it's got uh ocean feelers for a face no but uh one of my damn minds has got a bunch of debtors and some of them damn no spirits up in it and they they done took it over Mm. So they're uh, independent. They, you got you got a, a mind full of unclean, specifically digging up what ghost rock. Well, no, it's I. I had a a, a gold mine at a few days travel. Well, maybe ten days travel, maybe two weeks. I don't know. It's it's out there, but um. Last I went, they had a damn gates up on it, our gates constructed, and a whole bunch of these damn dead motherfuckers walking around. That's my gold. Yeah, the uh, damned critters ought to stick a claim like anybody else. I stuck that claim 49 years ago. You got any plans about uh, cleaning out that nest of uh, unholy? Yeah, but I can't trust the miners here to jump my claim. And, and my forces consist of 48 women. Uh, unless they want to poke them to death, I don't know what we're going to do. It's fortunate you guys arrived. Maybe I, you, uh, well, you can do it for free. Now, your hospitality to date has been most generous. However, I think sending us into a crevasse in the earth 
to defeat creatures from hell itself might uh, require. I mean, we are recently unemployed, are we not, brethren and sister? Somehow I don't think we're going to get paid for the work we've done so far. Call it a hunch. There is, well, there is some payment that can be achieved from things like this, but it isn't necessarily money. Happy start sniffing the air. Y'all been uh, messing with silver. I can smell it. I'd be looking for work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I smell silver. One of you, uh, you guys come, come into contact with silver? I don't smell no gold. A little bit of it. I smells it. What's it to you? Oh, I love gold and silver. That's an interesting sense of smell you have there, brother Osborne. How do you think? Just call me Pappy. How do you think I've discovered this place? And the other one. And the other one. And the other one. I smell it. I can smell gold and silver. Copper too, the copper. Not a fan of the copper, huh? Well, folks. A lot of strange things going on lately. I'd, uh, I think uh, Mr. Roland and I would like to tell you a bit of a story about what happened and why one can uh, feel better about tomorrow than about today. You all seem very happy Hello, here. Hello, good story. You all seem very happy here, but... Uh, there are dangers out there in the wilderness, uh, and we would like to help reassure you. Uh, perhaps, Roland, you can say it better than I. Oh, I think we as a we as a group, it's not a story I think has to come from just one set of lips. Um, so I'm going to look to everyone around the table to uh, basically help out. Uh, Cough, mechanically speaking, please support me in the role I'm about to make. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now the, the, the fiddle playing stops and all the eyes are looking at you and the doves are coming in on the, the railings above, watching. Yes, ladies and, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I happen to be a reporter for the Tombstone Epitaph. So the story that I'm about to tell you will be featuring in an edition at some point when the story gets to... Uh, back to Tombstone and then is spread out far and wide to show that what happened today hopefully will happen in many places at least the overall outcome we don't want the, the same loss of life obviously but we've made a stand today and we've pushed back the shadows in this area a little more we've shown that there are things that go bump in the night they shouldn't behold to us they shouldn't control us they shouldn't we shouldn't make them or they shouldn't make us fear them. We, we know how to push back. We know how to defend ourselves and we know how to win. The undead put a bullet straight here. Something that looks like it might, uh, might be coming after you, like it's coming out of the page of Bram Stoker. Put a stake right here. Put a bullet right here. Hey, my good friend Willard here, he's been uh, quite adept at taking, uh, taking down such things, haven't you, sir? Indeed, I have. 
this very day I took down three such monsters. I saw it with my very eyes. Indeed, Miss uh, Miss Pickett, your your caustic cannon uh, that did some uh, particularly nice work to one of those walking corpses. It sure it did indeed. It did indeed. Amen. And uh, Mr. Mulligan, of course, the uh, the lead that you put in the air. Well, <laughs> you're certainly uh, certainly adept with those with those hand cannons of yours. Just like uh, just like Roland said, one to the head for the the sluggish walkers, and uh, something right into the heart for those fangers. And of course, the dear Reverend Blackwood here, a literal light in the darkness. Uh, the faith of the light world can indeed uh, strike fear into the, the damned and their brethren. Indeed, fear. The only direction that should be going is from us to them. They are the ones that should be fearing us. Here, fact, here. All, all of us. And I would like to use my tail teller, Edge. Roll it. Right. Um, if everyone's chipped in, can they do support rolls to boost my Yeah, role? let's do the support rolls first. For That's all just... of your... How do we support that? Yeah. yeah, for everything you guys said, use whatever attribute you want, whether it's um, your persuasion, persuasion or... Yeah. Ooh, right. so we roll the two like normal, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what happens when both of them explode? <clears throat> you roll Ooh, both. You just roll both, but you don't add them together. You take Ten. the higher of the two. Ten. Nice. That's okay. Two. Plus two. So the wild exploded. Nope. Ten also. Nice. So plus you, four. You said the higher. Okay. I got four, 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 and three on my. On the same. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. But I got Nine I got two. six on the other one, so that just right. No, that re you re-roll that one. If as you well. rolled a six and a six, you roll it again too. Right. I just got a four the second time I rolled that one. Mm -hmm. oh, all right, so then the nineteen takes over. I think it maxes out at a four though. Maximum the bonus more support rolls. rolls is plus four. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Right. So, so I got it. Rolling gets to roll. It won't. It won't add up any more points to. So you guys already maxed out. If you would have done this on the social conflict, <laughs> we can oh. all break into song oh, in the background. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. But what? What'd you roll, Reverend? Just so we know. I uh, I I got an ace on my performance roll, and so I ended up with twelve. Wow, that's good. Because if you've got a crit failure, that would have given a negative. So. Okay, here goes my persuasion at D8. Hey, so a seven with a plus four is 11. That seven. is a success with a raise. And if I'm lowering the fear no. level, an additional plus two. So if, if I'm right, that means that. <laughs> yeah, is zero in Pappy's little land right now. The sun shines brighter, their chance of, of debtors or anything moving in is next to nothing for at least the next six months right now. This is probably one of the safest places in the West right now. 
and it, all because of you guys and happy everything that happened here today. It was like it was destined. Do we so, pick up the conviction for the race? Yes, you guys yes. get convictions. Does everybody get it or just everyone who assisted, you. which is why I've got everyone's buying. <laughs> so you guys actually have two convictions in your back pockets right now. Do they stay there? So that's a yeah, those stay until they're used. Nice. So <laughs> after that, Pappy leans in and he's like, we need to clear out these keys. Maybe it has something to tie in with what you guys have been working on. But Nosferatu and zombies taking over one of my gold mines. It can't just be coincidence. There's got to be something connected here. Now, Pappy, I kind of, I, I'm, I had a thought. If you have the parts, I think I might be able to cobble together some kind of cannon that uses ghost rock as fodder, which should help you to fight any of these um, undead problems you seem to be having. Oh. You are, now, you, you are you been sitting there eating? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. What are you gonna say? No, go ahead. It's fine. Oh, well, you guys have been sitting there eating. It's been you know a couple hours have passed. So he goes, "Do I have the parts, girl?" And he goes, "Go!" And, <laughs> and tells you all to stand up from the table. And he he don't even look out. He hasn't left the table now. And he goes, "Take a look outside." You guys walk out the saloon doors. All those miners he called before. You see the entire ghost steel train. This. Not the whole train, the ghost car, all broken down into its sheet panels and laid out in front of the, the place there. And it's all piled up. And then parts of other parts of the train, you see some of those fancy seats. They're bringing them into the thing, putting them into the saloon. They're stripping that train down like crazy. And you see that hot air balloon coming with, with parts and it rests it down. <laughs> So they've been spending, while you guys have been in there for a couple hours talking, they've been stripped that train to the bone, practically. And I think Pappy, you are together. a veritable miracle of uh, ingenuity. It's fast. And straight. So let's go in and hatch ourselves a little plan about getting these creatures out of my... Gold mine. All right. And you guys all spend here. your next couple hours sitting around the table. He offers you guys rooms to spend the night at rest and recuperate. And that's where we're going to leave it here for the session. And when we'll come back, we'll pick up with off cam. We'll come up with a plan. That way we don't have to waste viewers' time just talking about some ideas. We could go on for an hour talking about a plan. And we'll do that by email and then uh, figure out where you're going to head off to next. All right. Our players included Holly Buto, uh, Matthew Sanderson, David Gassaway, Stuart Lipley, and me with um, Jake, uh, Jason Melnichok as, as the game marshal. Uh, we have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members, you can set up private games, and you can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a rich listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to, uh, for, to download from, from Podbean or iTunes. 
The cause involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit the Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the, all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the deadlands of the weird wild west and the savage world's role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.